Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. We are back at you again for another week. My name is Tim Sherry. I'm your host. I'm back here with my boys, my bros. We are talking movies. Tonight is season two, episode six, 97X. Bam, the future of rock and roll. What movie? <laughs> is that really? Airheads? You guys don't know that one? He Thought says it like 12 times in a row. 97X, bam, the future of rock and roll. Nobody? Airheads? I have no Fucking, idea. You guys got to get your Rain Man shit together. Quick, oh, okay? fuck. Get wow. your yeah. Rain Man act together. I saw That's a Rain Man in 1989, I was going to say. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. A friend of mine who's a who's a huge fan of the podcast asked me to do that intro tonight. So I did that. Madison, nice. baby girl, that's for you. Uh, see, we that's so much we love our fans here on the Movie Council podcast. You ask us to do something, we do it. You right. send us an email. You send us an Instagram message. You vote for Badness Madness. You ask me personally to do something, we do it because we love our fans. So uh, we are here tonight again Fuck. talking movies. <laughs> DP's upset that he didn't get that. And he should No, be. I'm just, I'm upset because you said that. Now our fans can be like, hey, send me $20 and we're going to have to fucking send them $20. So. Well, they know we don't have $20, any of us. So uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's quickly, um, we, we got some really, yeah, really yeah. I have some weed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we have a real fun podcast tonight, a really interesting topic. Every time it's DP's choice, it's usually a little outside the box, which it is tonight, which I love, should be a lot of fun. But before we get to it, let's, of course, do our thing. Let's go around the panel and talk to our boys. And of course, like always, we've got to start it off with my CEO, my COO, my co-founder, my big bro, the hotshot banker, Mr. Andrew <laughs> Sherry. What's up, man? How are you? I take care, I take care of my kids. <laughs> Pay my <Hello>. bills. <laughs> So I'm doing good. We haven't done a, uh, we're doing, I know I'm not a spoiler. Everyone's going to find out in a minute, but we're doing, you know, list some lists tonight. We haven't done lists in a while since we did that uh, apocalypse episode, which was great. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Real so, yeah. fun one. Should be a good time tonight. I'm going to go a little out of order tonight. And I know nobody's going to have a problem with this. Getting Hell this no. one right out of the way. Let me, let me do my thing. Y'all ready for it? Let's do it. Let's swing it on down to Charlotte. We yes. are going to talk to my boy, my security director, my art director, the sexy, sultry, handsome, smooth-talking Southern gentleman, Mr. Marky Bondurant. How is your week going, handsome? Going good, man. Appreciate that. Again, um, as always, I'm a big fan of that intro you got for me. I feel like... Uh, I don't know, like, uh, like a big man, like a real yeah. big man. When you, when you like a, like it's like a ring announcer, like the raining. Yeah, like yeah. Like there I, you go. I, I That's what like, it is. I feel like it's when I Bruce say Buffer. when I say swing it on down to Charlotte, I feel like I want to stand up and like cock my arm around like <laughs> like, like a 1920s MLB pitcher about to fire one in nice. and have Babe yeah. Ruth hit it about 500 feet off of me. That's how I, I just want to 
just get into it like that. That's how much it amps me up. And I know it amps up our people. Marky, uh, just so you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, another friend of mine who's a big, a big fan of the podcast, mm-hmm. a lovely young lady, even, who told me that the sound of your voice is, quote, quite soothing. So, oh wow! Uh, and we've I, got some I, lady listeners. We've got quite a few. Ask, ask Dan, who's who's our stats right. guy. Yeah, we're going to need a Surgeon General's warning soon. Yeah, you know? big time. The lady, <laughs> the ladies love us. The ladies love us, and it's okay. I don't blame them. We we are we are a, a, anybody who knows their shit about any topic, even if it's a topic that doesn't do much for us, like movies. Broads love that shit. I don't know if you guys know that or not. You aware? They love broads. Love useless information. Oh yeah. They love useless men too. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be single. <laughs> Speaking of which, DP, thank you for chiming in because I need to swing this one over to my boy, my big bro, my social media mogul, my producer, my I forgot uh, what your other titles are at this point, but most Chief importantly, the only one that matters. That right, the only one that matters. The very sexy Chief Boy Toy, Mr. Dan Sherry. What is your week? What was it like this week for you? you hey, feeling? this is uh this was actually kind of a fun week. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh we had our polls up for for badness madness to decide mm-hmm. these matchups and got uh, some action. Got some action. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, so it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, looking forward to tonight's episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me just like you said, uh, as the the social media guy, let me throw it out there real quick. Uh, everyone. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Movie Council Pod. And you can send us an email to moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you send us an email like our friend Cameron did, yeah. uh, we, we, we might talk about it. So, yeah, we got one from Cameron who uh, he says, uh, you know, just a few things here. says, hey, Booker Man, to answer your question, the other podcast I listen to is Two Bears, One Cave. Great one. You should check it out. That is a good one. So, yeah, great podcast. But, like, Pat asks him a fucking joke question. He gives him a serious answer. Yeah, yeah that's, We're, we're going to have... We uh, don't really care about your other podcast. We're going to have two fans funny. fighting each other over our podcast, like riding yeah, back right? and forth. And, and we can't be plugging other podcasts on. Yeah, podcasts. I know. If anything, we need to have like a war with another podcast. You right, know? We can't be divert. We can't be diverting traffic. Yeah, yeah. You know, like two bears, one cave. Actually, I've listened to it. It's a pretty damn good podcast. But you know, maybe we need to have like a an old school radio war with <laughs> two bears, one cave. Let's pick a fight oh, with shit. Bert. Is that, is that and like Tom? Those guys are, uh, they got a lot more fans than we do. Oh, I don't know. not in China, they don't. That's very true. Yeah, yeah in, in China, we crush them. Oh, yeah, or, Brus- or Brussels. <laughs> Brussels, that's an interesting point as well. So, um, I'm sorry, DP, I stepped away for a second right there because my dog was being insufferable. <laughs> um, did you read the whole email from? No, oh, no, no, we, we were just talking about the beginning of it. So, uh, but let me get into this part. He says, yeah. uh, but getting into this podcast. I'd like to say that Thanos and Agent Smith matchup is close, but ultimately Thanos is the better villain. Mm-hmm. He's like the galactic Hitler. <laughs> I mean, think about that. He's wiping out and murdering civilizations just to even out the population. And yes, Agent Smith is terrifying, 
But he's a computer virus, really, when you break it down. A scary one. But really, Hitler versus a computer virus? I feel like it's a no-brainer. <laughs> but I do understand both sides of the argument. Uh, he goes on. He actually thinks we should do uh, another bracket. Mm-hmm. And the bracket he'd like to see us do is the uh, the bracket of actresses that can get it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I that is a tremendous I actually idea, wouldn't actually. mind that one <laughs> not at all we could do classic ones new age ones yeah. we can do psychotic ones you know we can mm-hmm. really yeah oh that's uh that's that's so. a really good idea we might get into that one <laughs> love it that's, that's a great love it. Love it. bracket to get into uh, yep. the uh, yep. tail yep. end yep. of the me too movement yeah i was gonna say we might lose <laughs> yeah. that female base let's, let's very quickly bury the me too movement <laughs> yeah right away all right um aj this is what i was a little concerned with with thanos you and I might get overrun by the fucking nerds who uh, are on Hell this yeah. podcast and nerds listen to it. World. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta work on this. Anyways, um, yeah. So we did have some overtime matchups for Badness Madness. We have tabulated the results. We have our winners, but we will uh, announce those winners next week when we do our round of sixteen for uh, Badness Madness. Uh, we just want to make sure we cross all the T's and dot all the lowercase J's and make sure we have everything. We got to count. Oh, as we've learned, we need to count all the votes, DP. That's right. We got to make yeah. sure there was no funny except on the ones on. where we're losing. Then we stop counting those ones. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. why. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I actually I cut off my Facebook feed after the first Thanos. Uh, but so uh, anywho, so we'll, we'll announce those all next week. Uh, but uh, without further ado, let's get into this week's topic. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot to get through, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if we've proved anything in these last badness, few badness, madness rounds, we can get through a lot of material fast. So this week was DP's pick. I'm going to kick it over to you. Explain what uh, what your topic was this week, uh, what you asked of us, if anything. And then um, I'm going to let you uh, uh, go after it right then. This is yours. Go take it. All right. Thank you so much, Tim. So, yeah, this uh, this topic basically came to me because of really the whole way this podcast started. Like uh, this podcast went from being, you know, like a, a, a fake corporation to uh, a fake corporation with a podcast mm. uh, because of the conversation we had one night on uh, FaceTime where we talked about Tim's list of uh, 100 greatest movies of all time. And uh, he went through his list, and we were all talking about it, and we all got into it, and the conversation was just super fun. And we're like, you know what? Let's fucking do a podcast. So uh, between that and then our, uh, our Doomsday Bunker episode, I just found that uh, doing lists... It's a fun thing to talk about. So oh, I like this. Yeah, everyone loves lists. Mm-hmm. So I figured we would do uh, not just like a list, but we'll have a few lists we can go over. So uh, I, I gave the boys each uh, a few different top five lists to compile. And uh, we'll go through a couple, maybe three of them tonight, depending on timing. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let, let's get right into it right now. So uh, one of them uh, that I really wanted to do was a everyone give us their their top five movies based on books that you've read. Because I mean, like 
if you're just going to talk, I've, I've never read The Godfather, but obviously that would be number one. And, you know, there's a bunch of awesome movies based on books, but I haven't read the books. And, you know, there's books I've read that I haven't seen the movies, but let's get into the movies that, uh, you know, we, we've read the book, then we saw the movie and what our top five is on that. And you know what? I'm going to kick it off. And I'll give you my number five on my list is a it's a it's based on a book that I know some people may consider it not a book. However, it was on Time magazine's greatest uh, 100 greatest novels list. And that is the graphic novel Watchmen. I knew it. That was turned into a (laughs) fucking great movie. The movie kind of tailed off a little bit at the end but the the beginning of that movie it had uh it was such a great faithful adaptation of that graphic novel the uh special effects and the acting in it was fucking top notch and it really it, it was one of my uh like my favorite movies from that year and you know like uh I was a huge fan of Rorschach and the special effects of his mask were amazing. Um, You know, I actually, I think I went and saw that with Andy. Didn't we go see that movie together? And I know Nicole and Nicole just calls it the movie with the naked blue guy, but (laughs) she didn't love it. I definitely saw it in the theater. So that's probably true. Yeah. I I think we went together and I fucking love this movie. I love the book. Like I read that graphic novel years ago. And when I heard it was being made into a movie, I fucking couldn't wait. So like I say, Andy, what were you, you saw the movie too is what were, what were your thoughts on the film? So I, in, from a pure entertainment perspective, I like Watchmen. Um, the book, uh, I go back to it, you know, from, from time to time because I just love the book so much. Yeah. And I own the book and, uh, you know, I, I, I keep it in a very safe place because I, <laughs> and I, I easily found found a place, you know, so I can always go back to it. But uh, so from a, so from a pure entertainment perspective, I did like the movie. And to your point, at least early on in the film, it's very faithful to the book. Yeah. Um, and then obviously time constraints for any film when you're basing it off of a book that, you know, kind of take some stuff out or skip right. over some things but i think the general tone was solid um moving it from the from that medium from the book so yeah i thought it was pretty good but i love the book yeah i do i that's that book is like i said it's a fucking graphic novel that made it onto like a list of greatest novels so you, it did, you gotta, yeah. gotta give it up for that so uh, let's move on. How about uh, let's go with Marky. Marky, what is your number five movie based on a book that you've um, read? Real quick before we uh, uh, leave Watchmen, I also just oh, wanted to add on yeah, to that. I, I've got the movie on DVD. I need to get a copy of the graphic novel. I've mm-hmm. read it before, and uh, one of my cousins brought it over one year, and I read it. Uh, you know, it's not like it doesn't take too terribly long to get through, right? Because no, no, no. Three quarters yeah. of its pictures. But I read it cover to cover uh, twice in a row in one sitting. Just sat mm-hmm. down and went through it twice. It was, I loved it. And it was written in like Great the story. early 80s or late, late 70s. 
I think uh, it's like the 80s, 80s? Yeah. Yeah, early yeah. 80s, mid 80s, yeah. yeah, early 80s, mid 80s, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Love, love uh, both, you know, versions of it there. Well, it's got that Cold War sort of, you know, absolutely mm-hmm. very heavy. Going, yeah, Cold War. yeah. Um, graphic novel. I mean, the movie Zack Snyder did a fantastic job adapting the graphic novel. Um, you know, so many of it, so much of it is scene for scene and looks great. Yeah. I just for wish real. that they would have kind of stuck to the you know, like i think what uh drew is hinting on with the time constraints um where they deviated a little bit like three quarters of the way through but it was okay yeah. you did all right with the movie it wasn't like a huge change in the story it still kept to like the uh core premise of what it was so it was fine exactly so um tim uh real quick though tim have you ever seen watchmen or read watchmen i have not either so yeah uh, I but I already, I already did write it i have we i think we all have like a running list each week of movies yeah that are brought up. I just I just wrote it down. I remember I remember seeing the previews for it. I just never, mm-hmm. I never saw it. But it's definitely something I want to see. Yeah, good call. So all right, Marky, let's hear your number. Yeah. Five. So so this list number five. Would this be, like are we? Uh, are you thinking that we're ranking it like one through five? One be my favorite. I mean, yeah, I, that's yeah. how I did it. Yeah. Okay. So um, this one's silly, but this is my number five, and okay. I was kind of gonna. I thought this would be. <laughs> uh, silly to talk about later on, but I'll go ahead and get out of the way now. All right, it's uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> oh. That's a book. <laughs> it's a book. You know I what? read that. I, Dude, I love that book. <laughs> I, re- I rented it so much out of the school library in em- elementary school. I read that thing to death. It's you know very short children's book. Um, the the movie, the animated movie, I watched more recently. And uh, remember, it got wonderful reviews. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was great. Um, it wasn't, you know, of course, it's been a few weeks since I've read the book, but no, it's been a long time <laughs> since I read the book. Um, yeah, they go a little slower <laughs> down in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's more my reading level. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly the story from the book, but I know the movies just got a <laughs> pretty sure it's a faithful adaptation. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. But no, the the book, you know, like a, I remember it fondly from early childhood, and the uh, uh, you know animated movie I, I watched recently was a lot of fun. So you know that's good. I thought that would just be a fun thing to throw out there for this. Topic. Yeah, I love it. that's that's one of those books that I um, actually I used to read to aiden when he was little yeah. like you know i'd read him a book when he went to bed and cloudy with a chance of meatballs was uh was one of our favorites so one thing that uh stands out to me that i always remember from the book for some reason is when they're sailing on i think it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich they're using it as a boat or a raft and there's like mm-hmm. a shark that keeps taking bites out of it <laughs> um, that's one part that i always remember anywho awesome but Moving yeah along. Hey, uh, the <laughs> And that movie, like like I said, obviously it's a children's book, so mm-hmm. you can't turn a children's book into a 90-minute movie. But mm-hmm. what they did with that book to turn it into a movie was fucking fantastic. Like, as far as children's movies go, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is fucking fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is... It, a, was, it was a very good animated movie. Yeah. They nailed it with that one. Very, very good call. Uh, who wants to go next? AJ, what do you got for number five? So I'm just picking one of these from, from my number five, one of these three movies in this trilogy because okay. the books are done. 
as separate books as well. So Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, the oh, first one. Wow. Great call. That and I know, and I know like Return of the King won Best Picture or whatever, but I feel like that was more like, you know, like let's give them the Oscar because the other two films were nominated yeah, so much. It's like an yeah. achievement it, thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's almost like a, a culmination. But mm-hmm. I love the first movie. I thought it did, um, you know, here and there, you know, not that, you know, there was some devi- deviating, but I thought they did a really great adaptation of the first one. I loved the first book. Some of the books, like the second and third, I mean, as they're like, as Sam and Frodo working their way across like the that bleak landscape, there's lots of pages where they're just like, and they're still walking. Like there's like a <laughs> lot of lot of like ex, like description and, and exposition from Tolkien. But the first one is a little bit tighter of a film, and it's a lot of there's some setup and stuff to get them all together and on their journey. And I think it's written so well, and I thought the film did. A really good job of, of bringing that to life. Yeah, very, very good call. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I loved those movies. Like, uh, you know, The Hobbit, eh, not so much, but those first three were fabulous. And like you said, like, Return of the King, I think, won, the, like you said, won the Oscar because of those first two movies, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. And, and they were f- yeah, absolutely awesome. So, very good call. Like the Boromir scene, the whole thing. Where, where, Fantastic. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's done really, it's done really well from the book to the, to the screen. It sticks out as a scene that like was captured so well from what Tolkien wrote. So Sean Dean is great. Yes, yes, yes. That whole, that whole thing. That whole thing was yeah. just great. And it sticks out in that film as a, as a major highlight for me. So. Mm-hmm. Good call. So, uh, all right, Tim, do you actually wait? I should I should have asked this earlier. Tim, do you know how to read? <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tim, what's yeah. your number? Five? Yeah. Well, it doesn't, I mean, you don't like to watch foreign films with the subtitles, so we weren't. That's sure. not Maybe. true. That's I love Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> I love horses. What movie? <laughs> Come on, uh, Anchorman. Nope. No, no. Come on, come on. I love, oh, I love, I, I love, I love oh, Buttonstuff. Oh, oh. Half, half, half baked. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, yeah. I, was, I, I was thinking, hey, Anchorman. Stuff. I was thinking, Anchorman. Right. I, I was Butter thinking, nuts. Anchorman. I, I love, I love Lamp. Yeah. I love so, lamp. Uh, believe it or not, guys, no. I actually, I used to be a very, very avid reader. And I know. Yeah. I'm in the last, you, so. uh, no, I do know how to read. Um, uh, I, I just, I, I definitely don't read as much as I used to. It sucks. Cause I, I used to love it, but, um, my, so this, I didn't have this in any particular order. So, uh, I'm trying to kind of break it down what I would think would be five, five to one. And I, I will say if I'm doing that, my first pick is a, it was a book that was written in 2006 by Daniel Woodrell. It was made into a movie in 2010 directed by Deborah Granick, who did this movie called leave no trace. If you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's literally a hundred percent on like two hundred wow. reviews. I haven't seen it. Wow. Ben Foster right. starts. Um, but anyways, uh, it was made into a movie in 2010 starring Jennifer Lawrence and John Hawks. It's called Winter's Bone. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys ever seen it or read the book. Um, not the book, but I love the movie. Yeah, the book. The book. Uh, it stays pretty true. It stays pretty true. Um, and I, I love the book. I feel like the book is even a little more raw. Uh, but what I, I, I love about the movie are the performances. It's Jennifer Lawrence's breakout performance. She'd only been in three movies before Winter's Bone. 
John Hawks is in it, who's who's criminally underrated. I don't know if Very you ever, yeah, if you ever guys, if you guys ever watched Eastbound and Down, he plays uh, Kenny Powers' brother. Yeah, yeah, he plays oh. his brother. He's 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 phenomenal. He he's great in the movie. Um, it was nominated for four Oscars. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, critics have it ninety four percent. The audience are a little cunty at seventy six percent, but it's uh, it's a re- really really good flick. If you haven't seen it, check it out. The book's awesome too. Uh, yeah, that's 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 my number five. Nice, awesome. So all right, all right, we'll go come back to me. So uh, my number four, uh, I-, I gotta admit, the movie itself, I wasn't crazy about, but I liked. But the book it's based on is one of just the greatest fucking books I've ever read. And that is The Road, written by Cormac McCarthy, uh, starring Viggo Mortensen. It is a very just dark, brutal book. And the film does a good job of like portraying that dark, just ominous, constant fucking fear of you know like they're they're traveling trying to get to the coast and the whole movie and the whole book it's just like you know that like feeling of like constantly having your ass cheeks clenched Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it it, you're always just nervous and afraid and the movie did a good job of portraying that but i think anytime with a really great book it's hard to put it into film sometimes and i think the road did a good job of this not the greatest job but because the book is so good this is on my list and i like i said i love the book i really like the movie so this is my number four the road i think you nailed my thoughts about it exactly the movie did a good job but the book was so good it couldn't quite capture the feeling and right. there's also a thing that, you know, you can't always translate what you get from a novel directly into a film because you can't have, unless there's, unless the point of the book is to have a narrator and like the narrator is in the movie, then it translates better. Right, yeah. But when you're reading in between, literally in between the lines, then, yeah. So, yeah. So T.W., yeah, real quick. I know we're I know we're trying to get through these, but I just want to say, DP, this is actually one of those rare occurrences where I've read the book but not seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is phenomenal. I really, oh, really loved it. Great. Um, I actually, believe it or not, I, I I don't remember really important things in my life, but I always remember remember really random things. And I remember talking to you about this book. Not that having conversations with you are not important, DP. I love you very much. No, they're not. Life, okay, really? they, they are. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, but uh, uh, I remember talking to you about this book and, and, and I'll tell you how much I loved it and how much you loved it. But the thing I remember you telling me, and I, I knew you loved it even more, was um, the relationship between the main character and his son yes. and the trying to keep his son alive. And so anybody who's mm-hmm. a dad who, and I'm not, I don't have children. I do have a dog and that's basically the same thing. I don't know if it's the same thing, but yeah. Oh, um, even more so having one dog is like having three kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have it worse than us for sure. So, uh, they, yeah, so, uh, I know I remember you saying how that was even elevated a little more for you watching this, uh, reading this guy trying to protect his son. That was very, very fucking harrowing. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. I knew it hit you a little harder on a personal level mm-hmm. than it did me, but it's still a fucking wonderful book. Yeah. And, and for me, especially, and it, it came out when Aiden was very young 
and oh, I still rough. had that feeling of like I need to protect this child. You know, he's fucking nineteen now. I don't need yeah. to protect him anymore. Yeah. But and you wouldn't at if that you could. time. Yeah, but, you, yeah. You can have him. him now. <laughs> Take him. <laughs> All right, Aiden, I love you, buddy. <laughs> you know he's twitching right now. Don't worry about it. I've, I've been having. I've got these uh, these uh, new feelings that I've never had before. You know, with this brand new baby. Mm. Uh, my my first and only child that uh there's things now that i wasn't prepared for that like things that didn't bother me before in movies like with uh kids getting hurt or you know killed captured or whatever mm-hmm. things that didn't phase me before like the first time i saw that as a new father like it floored me and i yeah. was like what the fuck are these feelings like i've got it <laughs> came out of nowhere yeah it changed. oh yeah now i'm scared for this uh this child in my life. Well, we back to you now. We back to Marky now. Um, but uh, hold on, yeah, I want to uh, hear from AJ. Oh, sorry, AJ, I know I AJ loves this book as well. Oh, I forgot AJ. And sorry. so, so I'm in the, I'm the, the movie the, too. No, 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 no. I'm in the same boat as TW. Oh, you I have not seen the, seen the film. Okay. I, I, I just heard sort of like mixed, and I think in my head I was like, it's my it is it actually. I argue with myself all the time about this, but I, I think it's my favorite book. Yeah, it's okay. right up there one, with me. One, so. two, or three. It's like. It depending on how I'm feeling. It's 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 amazing. If anyone's never, if no one's, if other people, if you're listening, you have read Cormac McCarthy. His style takes some getting used to. Uh, his prose and everything, and just how he writes. But once you get into that book, and I'm, I have the same feelings as DP is that that father son relationship that um, that carries through from the beginning to the end of the book is just it affected me a lot when I read that book. So, and I just, I don't know. I just, I was reluctant to see the film because of the mix. I didn't I, want it to tar- tarnish my, my thoughts of the, the book, but yeah. I will uh, maybe one day. Right. Uh, uh, understandable. So, so Andy, uh, what is your number four now? Let's, let's hear from you to start this. All right. So when I was a youngster, you know, back in the 18, uh, 1900s, Yes. Yeah. Um, I read. I yeah. I read a lot of uh, Stephen King. Oh yeah. So I wanted to find a Stephen King book that you know was harrowing that I loved, and where the film I thought lived up to it. Although the film is a lot different than the book, and Stephen King was not a fan of the film directed by Stanley Kubrick. The Shining. Shining. So Great the call. shining, the shining scared the living bejesus out of me when I read the book, and I loved um, the world building in the book. You know that setting, that mm-hmm. hotel. Like I just love the overlook. I the just girls. love that as a setting, as it's it's almost like its own. It's an entity in a way. Like yeah, it, you know what I mean. It's a character. Uh, it's a character in a way, and, and Stephen King brings it to life. And I think Kubrick does a good job of bringing that to life as well. He takes different avenues in the movie that are different from the book, but I think both are amazing in their own ways, like in just different mm-hmm. ways. And uh, and the movie the movie scared the shit out of me too. And I thought Nicholson, of course, was iconic in the you know in his role. So um, I, yeah, that's my pick. Nice. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, that obviously one of you know the like a classic film and. Also, I do find it odd that Stephen King was so against that adaptation. I kind of get how 
because it's different than the book, he'd be upset. But at the same time, the movie's so fucking good. Oh, How could you yeah. be upset with it? You oh, know? I love so. I love in the in the in the hands of a filmmaker like Stanley Kubrick, I mean right. He he I mean he he poured, poured some love into that film. Yeah, big time. So all right, uh let's get let's go to uh Marky next. Marky, what's your number four? All right. Um Real quick, to, before we leave uh, the shining, oh, you got some I, shining info. Yeah, sorry, my yeah. Bad. Well, uh, I guess a little bit. Just in the fact that um, I've read a lot of Stephen King too, and so I was thinking about Stephen King uh, to movies, Pet Cemetery, It, The Shining, There's Misery, so many. Misery, yeah. yep, all so excellent many. ones. And I just, I, sorry if I stepped on some of you guys' toes if you chose any of those, but um, I uh, and you know, and I think maybe we've talked about this before, but I feel like Stephen King is the most prolific author when it comes to movie adaptations. Yeah, I believe he is. Yeah. Mm. Which is a, a, a quite an accolade, I think. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Green Mile. Um, the Green yeah. Mile. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive. Well, actually, I don't yeah. even think he yeah. wrote a book for Maximum Overdrive. He just cocaine that script out in one night. Right. Yeah. I think he just yeah, wrote the screenplay. Yeah. yeah Stand yeah. by me. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, he's a, he's insane when it comes to uh, just the amount of shit that he's written. My a number lot of four, like straight uh -huh. to video stuff and whatever. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, he, the the uh, '80s and early '90s were a crazy oh. time for him. Um, so my my number four, um, on this topic, we're thinking about the books we've read that have turned into movies. This one I struggled with for a while, and the fact that I couldn't remember if I actually read it or not. And I, I texted my brother and I asked him if he had the books because for a while he was my library with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was just reading what he had and oh, yeah. he did not have these books, but then I Googled the cover art and I was like, I know I've read these before. It looks, you know, in any case, I'm going to choose the first of the trilogy and it's the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm. Oh, wow. good call. I didn't even oh. think of that. Um, Stieg Larson is Shit. the author. And the I, I read the first book. The first book's awesome. Yeah, the first, yeah. And I, I should say, I, I know I've read it because I just the story stands out to me so much, and I know it wasn't from just the film. And I remember the first movie did such a good job of encapsulating the creepiness of the environment and the characters, and also just the uh, character of the girl. And the original films were they're Swedish, right? Yeah, the original yeah. trilogy. And then um, one of our uh, American guys remade uh, at least the first one. Well, I think he did all three. Mm. Uh, but to uh, deviate a little bit, did you guys watch the American version? The first one, the American version, was an exact copy, shot for shot, of yes. that foreign Swedish film. Yeah, Which, yeah I, didn't, it, I didn't know that. I, I've seen the American film and I loved it. I've never seen the Swedish version. And the American yeah, I actually one saw the Swedish by, one like, first. And then when the American one came out, I, did I actually... Like I, I think I got on like Amazon or whatever. And at first, I thought I had gotten the wrong one. I'm like, wait, yeah. I've already seen this <laughs> exact same fucking thing. I want the American version. And, and the American you know, one is done like, by oh, like it is. Without googling it, I feel like the American one's done by like Aaron Sorkin or somebody. It's like no, it's, no, David Fincher. That's Fincher. David Fincher. Yeah, that's yeah. Like it's he's no slouch. Like what no, the fuck? no. Very weird. Um, but anyways, that's my number four. I, I, those are great stories. Very dark. That 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 story's tailor made for a director like Fincher, though. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, it's just odd that he would uh, not. I mean, I guess it's. I wouldn't even say he put his own flavor on it. Maybe somewhere in it, but like so much of it was just the same thing, the same shot, same angle, yeah. same everything, just different actors and actresses. In any case, um, very dark, but uh, very good tale. If anyone ever wants to get into very those. creepy, very creepy. <laughs> um, so, the girl uh, with the dragon tattoo is my number four. Very nice. T dubs. What you got? So my next one is also another one that's a little outside the box. You kind of like Winter's Bone that not a lot of people had seen. Um, even though Winter's Bone was nominated for a number of Academy Awards, this one definitely was not nominated for a fucking thing. Uh, and it actually wasn't reviewed very well, but I love the book and I love the movie. Um, this is a book written by... by uh, please, can somebody put, the, put a lid on this and tell me like, no, how, to pronounce this, how to pronounce this dude's name? I, I can't. You know where I'm going with this, right? I do. Chuck, I do. Chuck Pal- Palinuk. Palinuk. Uh, Palinuk. Palinuk. I always just said Palinchuk. I'm going to say Palinuk. Okay. We're just going to stick with that because I don't know how to say his name. So I think most of you guys would think, oh, uh, you know, you know, the Fight Club's one of my favorite movies, which he wrote. I've never actually read Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did read was a book from him uh, called Choke. Choke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Red Choke. And that was made into a movie. And I love. The book choke is fucking awesome uh as yes. a book uh the movie again rotten tomatoes 56 critics 52 audience and it, you, they're right it's not great but what i love about it is it really doesn't deviate far from the book it's just one of those situations where it just happens to the story just happens to be better reading than it does seeing it yeah. on, on a screen it's just one of those type of stories because it's fucked up the story is really fucked up um and I, I really love it. It stars Sam Rockwell, Angelica Houston, Kelly McDonald. Um, uh, I love Marky, Kelly McDonald. Yeah, she's great. She's in No Country for Old Men. Um, Sam she's Rockwell. On, uh, Boardwalk she's Empire. in Boardwalk, yeah. Boardwalk yeah. Empire. Yeah, she started great. watching that. She's great. Um, uh, DP and Marky, you'll love this. Uh, did, did you guys know that Clark Gregg was the uh, director of the movie? Clark Gregg. Get the fuck out of here, yeah, really? The that, yeah, the guy that plays Bill Agent Coulson? Coulson. Yeah, he plays Agent <laughs> Coulson. <laughs> On uh, the he's a, he's in the shield uh, shield Marky, yeah, he's the agent shield. in the in the Marvel movies. Yeah. Agent Coulson, Coulson. The real, come on, the dork in the suit, Loki Marky. murders and the Avengers. That's his name. Yeah, Agent Coulson. He's the director of the movie. <laughs> I didn't know um, he was a director. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, and, and it's a good. And you got if you guys know me, it's uh, you know I'm a very twisted human being. It's a very twisted book. Yeah, based on um, sex addicts right he is a sex addict but it's also this really bizarre story about him and, and uh his mother who's played by angelica houston who's she is so she is such a good fucking actress that i don't think gets yeah. the credit she deserves the majority of the time um but i i love it I, I i love the book and i thought the movie did a really good job of portraying what the what the book was doing so that's my that's my number four that's a good one you know that's that's another yeah, one of those where um one. i can't I can't remember if I actually read that one. I, I know I've seen the movie and I feel like I've read the book, but I don't recall if I have, or if I'm just, uh, yeah, I read the book, but I've never seen the movie. So he's working mm. at that colonial reenactment job. It's just like that ridiculous. They're like in the stockades and shit like that. It's, 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 uh, it, it's, it's definitely twisted, but it's, uh, if you're, if you're in for uh, like kind of like a twisted, interesting story with a good uh a good twist at the end it's uh it it, it it's good the book and the movie i, I recommend both yeah 
So, uh, well, uh, Sam Rockwell, uh, going to make actually a few appearances on this list. Mm. And uh, here he is. He's about to make another appearance with my number three. Mm. Uh, this was a book that uh, it actually it actually came out in six, I think five or six different installments of little novellas in uh, 1996 around mm. there. But uh, Stephen King's The Green Mile. Fuck. I remember when this shit came out. We finally overlapped, GP. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my list. This shit came out, and like I said, it was like little 50, 60-page little novellas that came out once a month. And I, like, as soon as they fucking came out, I bought same. them. I was, yeah. Fucking I, same, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was so into it. Dude, I was a, I was like a teenager. Oh. Yeah. And the movie adaptation was fucking perfect. I remember Michael I was working Clark at Blockbuster, mm-hmm. and they yeah. came out. It was double cassette, <laughs> yeah, double VHS. It was a really long movie, but yeah, very good. Um, like Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan, Sam Rockwell mm-hmm. also right. in it, and like the the movie adaptation was fucking pitch perfect. Uh, the books were amazing. And uh, I'll say this: so, like the Green Mile, the film has like a the which works against the film is it's got a, the, the biggest problems are ones it can't control. Like it's a uh, you know directed by Frank Darabont, it's based on Stephen King, and it's you know set in a prison, you know uh, in the early 1900s. Which is the same as Shawshank, and Shawshank's mm-hmm. just a fucking masterpiece. So, mm-hmm. like by comparison, The Green Mile doesn't live up, but it is awesome. And the yeah. books are great, the movie's great. Uh, if, like I said, like now you can just buy the whole novel; you don't have to get the yeah. six parts of it. But uh, if you haven't read it or seen it, definitely check it out. I, yeah, I do- loved it. DP, I think that's something a lot of people didn't know about the about the Green Miles. They thought it was just one big novel yeah. but i i remember that like i said I it came out like the, think, the late late yeah, 90s like 96, yeah, 96 97 and i remember i was i was a teenager and yeah. like back in night if you guys remember back in 96 97 you couldn't just like take out your fucking phone and go hey when's the next one coming out mm-hmm. like you had to just go to the bookstore and see if the new one was there yet like you didn't yeah. know and I then know, I, yeah, you and i, I was were doing, talking about it at the time like yeah we were both so into it yeah, yeah dp because i remember we, we we went up there was a week that we were up at aunt karen's place up in new hampshire mm-hmm. and at some little bookstore they had it and i grabbed it we both read it that week yes. it was coming out it, it was literally every month for six months a new one came out and they were so fucking good and then they turn into that awesome movie four academy awards um wow. uh, nominations excuse me and um it made let's see it was a 60 million dollar budget and did 287 in the box office so Oof. it was a huge commercial success it's a great movie uh yeah tom hanks yeah. And michael clark duncan r.i.p michael clark duncan his mm. best role in my book and uh just a phenomenal book and a phenomenal movie yeah did you put that evil on me ricky bobby <laughs> aj <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know how often authors do this now, but that idea of putting out like a novella series, I just found that be genius by so Stephen cool. King. Yeah, that's a, so I think cool. it's like an old school move, right? Yeah, it that, is. That's yeah. The shit they Dickens did in the like yeah. late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah, that's just before they TV. Re- <laughs> yeah, they need to revive that shit because so I think cool. that's such a great uh, way to um, to put to put that whole 
feature length novel out in installments. I oh, love mm-hmm. that. The suspense was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Exactly. Every, the first the first five of those all ended on fucking cliffhangers, and you're sitting there like, mm-hmm. God, of course damn they did. It. And I mean, yeah. what what a turn from Stephen King to to do. I mean. You know, it, it's not a horror. It's got some supernatural mm-hmm. shit going on, but it's not a horror. It's a drama, if anything. Yeah. And uh, he's 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 got he's yeah, got he all, he's got some, yeah he's got range trick, he's got range tricks up yeah, so. tricks up his sleeve and stuff. Like he's he yeah. can write all kinds of different. I mean, he got pigeonholed for a while because he does write a lot yeah. of horror, but he can write a lot of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he's written uh, like romantic novels. Adult yeah, right. Fantasies yeah. Yeah. Even like a fantasy, Eyes of the Dragon, which is one of my favorite Stephen King books. It's huh? totally fantasy, sort no, of no, like no, King no. Arthur. I mean, sort I mean of like thing. Uh, what am I? I'm thinking of like the like book porn, like Fifty yeah, Shades of Grey, like, yeah. Danielle oh, Steele type oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like erotic. I, I bet shit. he's. He also, I bet he's he some of that stuff under a pen name. The Dark Tower. The Dark Tower is a big epic. Yeah, I'm gonna just say it now. I think Danielle Steele. Is actually Stephen King, same person. <laughs> <A> ghostwriter. <laughs> who's Who's Danielle right. Steele's? Uh, she oh, yeah, writes exactly. a stupid exactly. romance books. Yeah. My mother yeah, used to read. Uh, yeah, it's the same yeah. story with different character names every yeah. time. That's the way. Really <laughs> nice. Um, Bobby on the cover. <laughs> where are we, DP? Where are we uh, right now? Who's right, next? So I just gave my number three. Okay, uh, Marky, what's your number three? Uh, my number three. Um, you guys are doing such good build-ups to these. I kind of want to like. <laughs> you know, tease mine before I just say the title, but I don't know the facts, so I'm just gonna make some up. Um, it was a, <laughs> I love it. Was a book before it was a movie. <laughs> and just give us your opinion. Imagine it was the other way around. There, there's been some of those, sure. Movies before books, right? It's rare. Not many. Yeah. Um, no, this, um, this one. Uh, I think they call I, that fan fiction. Yeah. This one, I actually. This is a classic, I believe, was written in the 80s, and the movie was made in the 80s. And I just recently read it, the first book, and just recently watched the OG movie. But they're they are in the process of filming or have done have finished filming the the remake of it, and that's Dune, the sci-fi. Oh, oh fuck, dude, yeah. good call. I have not read wow. Dune or watched the film, but I keep meaning to. I very much like the book. Love the book. Um, and like I said, it's, I read it more recently. But the uh, the the movie directed by David Lynch. <laughs> uh, the original one was directed by David Lynch. It was. And, yeah, yep. it has Patrick Stewart and um, fucking Kyle McLaughlin. Sting. Sting is in it. He's like the bad guy. <laughs> yep, and and Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. He's the he's a, a, a Paul Atreides, oh, whatever gotcha. the guy's yep, name yep, is. Yep. Okay, um, you know the movie's a bit dated, obviously. So like the special effects are kind of like at the time, I'm sure we're like, whoa, crazy, that's badass. But right, but it's like total high concept sci-fi. Yes. It's, it's yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's very uh, out there uh, at the time, and I'm very excited for the movie that's coming out now because that's uh it's done by uh, Denis. Villeneuve, mm-hmm. yes, the blade, the guy that did the Blade Runner, yeah. uh, uh, and movie. did an awesome job of that. And, and he did Arrival, yes, and did an awesome which I job love with Amy Adams. Both children great of sci-fi men? movies. No, 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 who's no. that? Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll Villeneuve also did uh, uh, Prisoner, which is a weird movie with Paul. 
With with who? Was it Prisoner? Is that the one that's the weird that one? one? In any case. Uh, but Denis Villeneuve does some crazy stuff. Yes, and I'm very excited. And he's got this uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet is going to be the person playing uh, uh, Paul Atreides in the new one. He's a fantastic young actor. That's just been. Who was that? Uh, Timothy Chalamet. He's in he Call Me the, By Your Name. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's. he's Sic, Sic, Sicario. That's another one that Denis Villeneuve has <laughs> oh, done. Yeah, that's you're a great thinking movie. of Prisoners. With, uh, Prisoners, that's a good one. Yep, Jake Gyllenhaal enemy, and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's it. Enemy's the, enemy, enemy, yeah. enemy's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, where he finds that he has a clone. He does some. He does some great shit. It's it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. In any case, so, yeah, I'm so. I'm very excited for that director to be doing uh, the Dune the remake, remake of Dune. Yeah. It's I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I I think the first Dune movie, like. It went over people's heads. It didn't do well. It's very big. Yeah. It's, and it's I, David Lynch. For its the, time, it just fucking flew over, over everyone's head. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate it. But And I haven't I haven't seen a watch whatever, but I know that the book was out there. David Lynch is a crazy yeah. director. The that book is very much out there. It's wild stuff. It's a it's a very long uh And uh, then didn't uh, he drawn out story. and his son picked up the slack and started writing more of the novels or something? Dune, I believe so. Yeah, um, like Frank Herbert died, and then his son started. Yeah, writing I think them you're right. in his stead. Yeah, and so you, it's thank a you long. For mentioning the the author, I forgot about that. Yeah, Frank Herbert. Um, I, and I haven't read the second or third one, but the first one. Uh, you know, you know, you guys know how I like sci-fi, and that is just that's one of the OGs. That's a pinnacle sci-fi story right there. Yeah, yeah Marky, Marky, let me just say I've I've never read the book or seen the movie, but what I do know about the movie is that it's it's it is um universally like split down the middle like if you yeah. if you actually go on rock i'm pretty sure uh like the critics it's like literally 50 percent, and i think the re- the reviews for the uh audience are like 60 so it's, it's so really like, it is love or hate it really right is. Yeah. very divisive you either like really got it and you're yeah. a huge fan of the book and you were on board or you you were like, what the fuck is this shit? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I was massively on board. I think it's an awesome story. Fun fact. I listen to audiobooks sometimes in place of like readings when I'm driving or whatever. The Dune audiobook is like fully voice casted. Like it's not just that's one cool. person reading the book. It's multiple people because there's a lot of characters oh, wow. in that. Yeah. And that story. Yeah. There's a lot of big, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of uh, characters that have like a lot, a lot to do in the story. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's awesome. Love that pick. Yeah, good good call. So, uh, Tim, was your Mm. number three the Green Mile? It wasn't. It was my number one, actually. Oh, wow. Um, I ruined your number one. So that's gone. Spoiler. All right. So so now your number two is your number one, and your number three is your number two. So, yeah. So So we'll we'll get Andy's number three then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip over me. That's fine. So my number three is, well, I, I can't say absolutely love the book i think the book is good but the movie is one of my favorite films of all time so the book is not named the same the, the movie but it's written by nicholas blank it's called but it's it spawned the movie goodfellas okay all right and, you broke up there the book is wise guy right yeah wise guy yeah, wise guy the movie goodfellas that's it yeah very good call so yeah, so the, the book is good. It's 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 very you know, and, and the movie's drawing, you know, off that and obviously off of Henry Hill, um, who they I think he consulted on the film anyway, <laughs> like he's out of you know witness protection or whatever. But 
you know, the film we all know um, is is uh, one of Martin Scorsese's very, very best films. Yeah, um, sure. It really brought Joe Pesci into the spotlight and it just um, it definitely glamorized like, uh, you know, the mob and, and all that. But it's just one of the best acting films of all time. Yeah. It's one and of just films one, like your five stars. Yeah. 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 Absolute yeah, five solid stars. Movie. Yeah. And the book is good. The book is good. That's why it's not two or one on my list because the book is just a great book. It's right. just good. How it's decent. It? It's pretty close. I mean, there's some stuff that they couldn't cover in, in the film, of course. Like, there's yeah. just some stuff that it's just more of the, the same. Like, I think they just go more on the Latanza heist. They just talk more about it in the book than they, because in the, in the film, they, you know, they do a lot of the montage of all the, the, yeah. the mer- <laughs> when they just offed everybody, you know, um, yeah. after in the wake of the Latanza heist. Um, Which worked fantastic in the film, in the movie. Oh, oh, as, yeah. As a murder montage. Right. And yeah. the Clapton and the Clapton song playing and, and, and all that. And I just, yeah, it's such a great um, scene in the film. Yeah. In the book, I think they go in, just go into it more. That's all. Gotcha. All right. So that's just one example. But yeah, yeah. Book, great film. So, real quick, I, I will say I, I read the book. Uh, one of the thought was really cool about the book is how they talked about. Um, uh, Actually left uh, the mafia really, really. He was kind of affiliated, and he left. He was actually a paratrooper, um, very briefly in the military. Uh, came back. Oh, and then I forgot about that. They talked about that. That was pretty cool. And they also talked about there was some kind of anecdotal, like little stories they told about this one day. Like even though it was like kind of a you know all criminals in the neighborhood, there was this day where it was following this girl down the street. And you got all these, you know, these goombas all sitting outside the uh, their restaurants and stores and everything, all kind of keeping. No one knows that they're being watched, but everyone is watching you. And the and the, the guy tried to attack the woman, and then just a bunch of like twenty five Italian guys beat the shit out of him and dragged him up on the roof and threw him off. Like that was Jesus. a cool story. That yeah, it's, it's a there's some really cool little stories that that he tells in it too, which which I liked. But it it, it stays pretty close. The movie stays pretty close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's only so much you can cover, and it, it's a very uh, uh, and, intensive book and i think casino similar same author and they stay fairly faithful i think to the movie casino but no there's casino's a really long film you know it's they yeah. tried to like cover it all and get it all in there and it, it seems bloated at times but it's really just not it's all the stuff that actually happened did did uh henry hill did he uh i don't i'm not very familiar with the time frame completely did he serve time in world war ii no no it was later he um this was post vietnam okay so good fellows yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, uh, he was never he, i don't think he ever did any time in battle um but he was he was a paratrooper gotcha so it'd be it, uh, the uh so maybe not like battle tested but definitely military trained exactly exactly yeah, yeah. What yeah. did I tell don't you? Don't buy what nothing. Yeah. Don't buy anything. Yeah, okay. fucking shine box. Yeah. Well, yeah. One buys a coat. One, one buys a car. One buys a ten thousand dollar mink. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> All right. So uh, let, let's move on, Tim. Mm. We're gonna get your number two. Yeah. All right. So again, and I don't mean poop on me. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Um, yeah. Not this time. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. All right. It's, sorry. Yeah, no, it's Tim, number just, two. Yeah, it's not just incest <laughs> at this point. Um, so again, I'm a little God, I I'm, as I'm looking through my list, because DP, you took the green mile from me. Um, I'm definitely really outside the box with a lot of the ones I picked. This is another one. Uh, this is a book that was written in 2004 uh, by Tom Parada, who wrote um, Election. AJ, I know you love the movie Elections. Matthew Broderick. Do, uh, yeah, I do very much. With us, that's not the movie I picked, though. Uh, he also does that. Uh, he wrote The Leftovers. Is that show on HBO? Mm-hmm. One, of my fa- one of my favorite shows of all so time. He, he's, a, he's a tremendous writer. He wrote this uh, book in 2004. It was made into a movie in 2006 starring Jennifer Connelly, Kate Winslet, and Patrick Wilson. It's called Little Children. It was huh. uh, direct. It was directed by Todd Field, who also directed In the Bedroom, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. Kiddo. Masterpiece. Yeah, d- yeah. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good, right? It's a quiet masterpiece. Uh, speaking of quiet, this movie, Little Children, which not many people even heard of was nominated for three Oscars, uh, including wow. Tom Parada for adapted screenplay. Cause he, wow. he wrote the novel and wrote the screenplay as well. Cool. Uh, but him and Todd field, it's a really, really great movie. Uh, made no money in a $26 million budget. It made 15 in the box office. So it lost a million dollars. But it was 80% of Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, 82% from the audience. It's a great fucking book. I liked the book better than I liked the movie. Um, one of the people who got a nomination, uh, it was best supporting, was um, he. He, he <laughs> real quick. The the book in the movie is based on uh, this guy who's um, you know, uh, Patrick Wilson plays this father. He has kids, and there's this uh, convicted sex offender who lives in in the town, and they're all like weary of him. Whatever. That's basically what's going okay. on. But the sex offender is that dude that played Kelly Leak in the Bad News Bears. Remember that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he's that dude. Uh, and he was nominated for an Academy Award. So it's wow. uh, it's 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 an awesome book. It's not as good of a movie, but they're both really really good. I, I love Little Children. So that sounded horrible. Uh, I love the the book. Wait, Little wait, Children. Say, that, say that as a soundbite. Oh, yeah, one more time. Can you say that? Please. No. <laughs> Too uh, late. I love the book Little Children. I can cut out the book uh-huh. very Little easily. Children. Don't worry. It's almost as good. <laughs> I can God. edit out move the book, on, no go. problem. Fucking move on. <laughs> move on. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll go to me. Uh, my number two. Uh, yeah, no surprise to Tim. There's a book we both fucking loved. And when we uh, heard it was being made into a movie and we heard who was cast in the lead, we both were like, oh, that's fucking perfect. And it is the the Martian, uh, fabulous fucking book. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things you can tell. Like, it's a really good book when it comes out, and within like two years, it's made into a film. And, and that was the deal with the Martian. Like, it came out, it was awesome. Uh, and then they quickly made it into a film starring Matt Damon. Uh, it, you know, a he won the uh, won a like best comedy or whatever. Yeah, Golden Globes, which I don't know how it was a comedy. I mean, it, it is funny. It, it is deserved funny. some fucking yeah. awards because yeah. it was yeah fabulous. And, and Damon does, and Damon does the majority of the heavy lifting. Although there are a few other actors in the film that yeah, Jessica yeah. Chastain is is, yeah. is, is, is yeah yep. Uh, so, and uh, yeah. what uh, what's his name too? Um, 
Uh, Jeff Daniels. I think yeah. Jeff Daniels does a really nice yeah, job. Yeah. Isio yes, for yeah. does a great job. Yeah, great in it. Uh, Donald Glover's great in it. He has a small yep. role. Yep. But yeah, great, great book. Also great, great film. Uh, like I said, not not a ton to say about it, but yeah, I highly recommend both of them. Directed so. by Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yep. Ridley Scott. Uh, and I will say, DP, this is one of the few. Great sci-fi director. This is one of the few where I've read the book and seen the movie that I actually prefer the movie over the book. And only because, and I know you probably are different on that because in the mm-hmm. book, there is so much. They, they, the science, they get into such very sciencey. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the, the detail. The and that's yeah. why you love it. That's why those, yeah. those pages, I was kind of like, fuck, I was flipping past them a little very bit. Science. <laughs> it, it, it's very science. It's, it's very, very science-y. science-y. Very creepy. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to science the shit out of this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but a great line. <laughs> I do love the book, though. The book's awesome. I just prefer the movie a little bit more, but they're both awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's why it's number two on my list because, like, movie almost just as good as the book or in your case a little better but yeah for me it's right up there as just as good as the book it's so so well done yeah so uh marky let's hear your number two all right um real quick to add on to what uh your your movie book right there dp though is i think it's i mean you touched on it it's really something when an author's book goes that fast from mm. you know they release their book and then that quickly they already have a movie coming out for it. it's pretty bonkers yeah gone um, girl gone girl i think was pretty quick too that's yeah. another one yeah, yeah. The julian flynn book was like i think like a year before the movie came out it was so good. quick Success. yeah um good, good flick so and for my number two movie i actually i believe i watched the movie yeah i definitely watched the movie before i read the book um, but it's another one where I think the, in my mind, the book and the movie are uh, pretty close as far as, you know, one's just as good as the other. And that's No Country for Old Men, another Cormac Oh, McCarthy. yeah. Good call. Um, it's, his books are uh, they're relatively easy to get through as a reader, and but they just are such powerful stories. And... I feel like the Coen brothers did a really good job in telling that story in the book. It's just, a, it's, it's a relatively simple story and a, quiet for a lot of the times, but just a very powerful film, just like the book. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. That's the thing with Cormac McCarthy's writing. Is it um, like, as you're reading it, like it feels like you're reading a movie, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's so well done. Sometimes it actually doesn't translate as well to movies. Right, his but, stuff is very yeah. raw. Like it's yeah. very, yeah. He doesn't pull any punches in his prose. Right. Like he just, he's yeah. in your face with it. I mean, yeah. Which yeah, it's, it just it it really makes you feel when you read his books. It's yeah, excellent, excellent author. And like yeah, no country for him. And like I said, that the first half of that movie, I fucking loved. I was very mm-hmm. let down by the end. Like, well, but that's how the book is. Cheated right? out of a fucking, right. yeah. Yeah. you know. Cormac McCarthy's stuff is very bleak at times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm glad they stuck yeah. to it. So, but, and I don't, I don't uh, recall there being much deviation in the movie to the book. No, I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think uh, it was, it was very, close, faith- right? it was a very faithful adaptation. Yeah, yeah. And that's my number two. All right, good, good call, AJ. What do you got? 
So I struggle with two versus one because I love both for different reasons, but we're a movie podcast. So my number one is going to be the film that I like the most. So my number two is, um, who does number two work for? <laughs> Sorry. It's one of my of all time. And three Oscars uh, for best adapted screenplay and for best actor. And that's to kill a mockingbird. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is Going a back. fucking great call. Holy wow. Shit. Yeah. So, yep. To Kill a Mockingbird, I was I was so enamored with when I read that book. I couldn't believe, like, as I was going along, how much I loved that story, how much the characters resonated. Just, I, I love that book so much. And I need to go back and read it again soon. Like, as I'm, and that's what this, thinking of the, these lists, thank you, DP, that's what this did for me, is that it makes me want to go back and read like Watchmen again, or watch the film again, or read To Kill a Mockingbird again, because To Kill a Mockingbird won the Pulitzer Prize. It's by all accounts a great novel, you know. And I'm sure along with Watchmen, it's on that time. It's oh, yeah. towards the it's, it's it's towards the higher. top of the. It's probably <laughs> on the towards the top of that time best novels list. Yeah. And the film is no slouch. The film is great. Yeah, it is great. 1962, Gregory Peck uh, won. Uh, he was nominated. He won. Uh, an acting award for it. It won a writing award. So good. It, it's really, really so good. good. And such a big fan. And uh, I struggled. I wanted that to be my number one, but the film that I picked for number one, I like more than To Kill a Mockingbird. So I actually stay, stay tuned. I'm disappointed of myself for not having thought of that one because fuck, you're right, dude. Like, that book is an absolute masterpiece, and the film masterpiece is like beautiful. Yeah, it, like Gregory Peck as Atticus fucking crushes it perfectly cast. It, yeah, he was so good. Like, I mean, so perfect even casting. Seeing it Insane. from perfect, you know, back then you watch it like, now. That's how and I. It's, that's how I pictured Atticus oh, Finch, Gregory yeah, Peck. Totally. Like I was like, and guys, that's not, it. and not for nothing, but Harper Lee wrote that book in 1960. And she had never written a book before that 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 was ever published. And then she didn't write another later, one. The film, it, but then she didn't write another one until 2015. But it's not funny. That's Jesus another Christ. film where they. Well, just I mean, made... sorry, it didn't it didn't come out until 2015? I'm right, not sure what you wrote. Right, We're talking right. 55 years later between her two novels. Right, her, but I mean, her first one was such a masterclass. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, that, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure she was living one... off royalties for a while, but <laughs> like, I mean, because that movie was hugely popular and it's incredibly oh, yeah. good. We talked about like the short time frame between The Martian being written in the film. 1960, she wrote right the 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 novel and then 1962 they made the film yeah that's how great it was that's how great the story was it's on everyone's high school reading list i mean it's it's an absolute american classic as soon as yeah as soon as you read it you know it's like wow it's like when i I tell when i tell you i agonized of my favorite book the road and these others to kill a mockingbird's one of them yeah, deep right. one, now, I'm a little I'm a little disappointed with myself that I didn't think about that. God yeah, damn it. Me too. So, good, that's so, a good call, AJ. Yeah, very, very good call, AJ. Yep. All right, so we're all at our number ones now, right? Yep. All right, so I, I'm going to give you guys my number one. Uh, no need to get too deep into it, but this book um, 
it, like I've read it a whole bunch of times. I well, it and all of its uh, sequels to it. It is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, cool, cool, cool! I <laughs> fucking love this book. I like, never I've saw read the movie. Five times. I never saw the movie. Me neither. I love Me the neither. book. I yeah, I did book. read the book. Yeah, and I tell you what, this movie is like awesome for the book. Like, you know, there was like this weird BBC adaptation from like the seventies yep, that was yep, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. watched and I enjoyed. And then I saw this movie and I was fucking blown away. Um, like one of my would have been one of my inspired casting choices. They had most deaf play mm-hmm. Ford Prefect, which like what a fucking brilliant move that was. He was wow. fantastic. Uh, okay. Martin he's, Freeman, he's super, super underrated. Yeah. Martin Freeman as Arthur Dent was perfect. Uh, Love Martin and Freeman. And again, fucking Sam Rockwell making another appearance. Sam, Sam Rockwell, Rockwell crushes. Coming out of nowhere all the time. He's a great, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's Fantastic. one. If we're going to do an actor spotlight, we might want to do Sam Rockwell. Very good point. We talk about him a lot. Amazing. We bring yeah. him up all the time. We point he's him out. He's fantastic. Yeah. So, but not on the list. Yeah. No, number one. Guys, one of you guys write Sam Rockwell guy. and ask I him. I think to come he, on. he is a little bit underrated. I mean, he's won an Oscar for uh, three billboards, but like he's, but he's right. a little bit underrated. Yeah. yeah. Big time. So, reason. He's dynamite. So, you know, I right. feel a little. I'm a little embarrassed that I haven't read that book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It was a long time it, ago that I read, read it. Read it tomorrow. I was because school, we get the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and then there's like four sequels to it. There's uh, yeah. the restaurant at the end of the, the, uni- end of the universe. At the end right. of the universe. How do you Life. feel like the sequels hold up? Hold up to the original. Yeah. Uh well, to me they do, <laughs> but I yeah. read them too much. But you know, you, you know, know how the I, I, universe I, I, and everything. Got, so long, and thanks for all the fish. Just yeah, to, uh, I gotta watch. Mall. I gotta watch that movie. I gotta find it. Me somewhere. too. The movie's oh, a lot so of fun. Good. I have seen that, dude. Most yeah, crushes it. I gotta watch that movie. Yeah, good cast too. So, but yeah, I, I totally loved it. Uh, Marky, you're number well, one. Yeah, so it's not a uh, uh, not a fantastic book, not a fantastic movie, but for me, I read the book when I was really young, and I saw the movie shortly thereafter, and it, oh. I think. I think it's inspired my um, love for science fiction and it's a Michael Crichton book. Ooh. And it, the story and the title is sphere and mm. it's an odd movie. Jurassic park. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what, that's who everyone, <laughs> yeah, knows. everyone knows too. Michael Crichton for Jurassic park. He also did a uh, timeline, I believe. And um, he's another one of those prolific authors that's had quite a few uh, film adaptations. Yeah. But the movie Sphere, the movie had Dustin Hoffman, Samuel L. Jackson, Sharon Stone. Um, wow. And yeah, it's, it's a full cast. And, and the director, I, when you guys were talking, I was like, I don't know who the director is. So I looked it up. The guy's name is Barry Levinson. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, shit. Barry Levinson? Yeah. 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 Sam did the yeah. Rain Man. Yeah. Um, so Sphere came out in 1998. And the, the movie is a little bit different from the book. But it's just, and Michael Crichton is a sci-fi author. Absolutely. And this is, and this is a uh, a weird underwater alien story. Hmm. And I I love the book. Like I said, I read it when I was a kid, and I was, I read it several times back to back, and then watched the movie and just thought Everyone. it was the best. And Writing I think that's it down. What, I think that's what just laid. I yeah. I can't. That's, yeah. I haven't read it or seen the movie in a long time, so I can't tell you how it stands up today. 
but it's one of those things that is just uh it laid the foundation for me i think it just shaped my preference for movies and and genres from there forward wow 1998 uh all right you know what tim you're up let's hear your number one okay so so i i i have I'm not, I'm not, I have two, but I'm not going to say two because I think the other one that I had, I think AJ is going to have his number one. I really okay. do. So I'm going to hitch my wagon to the fact that I think <laughs> AJ has the other one, and I'm I'm gonna I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this other one. And and, and now that I'm looking at, it, I'm kind of like, yeah, this definitely isn't my favorite, but it's the one that I have left. Uh, it was a book that was written in 2003 by Michael Lewis, but it wasn't made into a film until 2011. Uh, with Brad Pitt and John I Hill. already That's, know where you're going, baby. Yeah, I got Moneyball. Um, yes. I love Moneyball. Um, I've read the book. I remember reading it when it first came out. I was one of those kind of dorky baseball guys that loved Billy Bean and the Oakland A's. I love the fact that they didn't spend any money, yet they were smacking the fucking Red Sox around who were yeah. who were beating the Yankees. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because because the sa- sabermetrics. Baby. Although they they failed to mention in the book or in the movie that the A's also had Mark Mulder, Tim Hudson, and Barry Zito at the top of their fucking rotation. <laughs> yeah, who was winning all the games for them, and they had Eric Chavez and Miguel Tejada on the left side of the infield. Yeah. We're both MVP candidates, and yeah, yeah in fact, Tejada was the MVP. Weren't two of those. Weren't two of those pitchers? Yeah, Mul- yeah, Mulder too. and Zito. You know, yeah, I mean, they like, were nasty, yeah, yeah. but uh, it it was it was really cool. And I, um, I, I only recent, believe it or not, only recently saw the movie because the Booker man is a massive fan of Moneyball and he always talks about it. And I only saw it maybe, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. I watched it one night and I, I thought it was fucking sure. awesome. I thought so Brad weird. Pitt was great. I thought Jonah Hill was awesome. Um, I'll watch this, anything. Yeah, Brad this Pitt's is a movie that was days, nominated so. for six Academy Awards. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't lie. 94 with the critics, 86 with the audience. Didn't have a huge, I mean, 50 million budget, 110 in the box office. So not, I mean, it, it made $60 million, which isn't great, but not, it's not terrible. Um, I loved Moneyball. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Super watchable movie. And I love, I thought yeah, the book I, was really, really awesome. I, yeah. thought, I thought the book got way more into the sabermetrics than the movie did, but I thought it worked. It was easier to read, but then the movie was more spectacle, which I thought, I, I don't even, I, I would say, I'd say I would lean yeah. towards, I liked the book, but only slightly better. I thought both were great. Yeah, so the, it, the book was more time. statistical, right? Because yeah, I've not read the book, very right? Yeah. But yeah. I saw the movie. I love the movie. And actually, real quick, the the book got way more into Billy Bean um, when he was a player. When because he, he was this, he was seen as like the surefire can't miss five tool baseball player but he was a fucking head case and he couldn't get it together when he was on the field and they got more into that in the book which i thought was really cool which they didn't as much in the uh, in the movie they got into it a little bit but not as much as the book so i like that i, I like that kind of personal thing in the uh, in the novel but uh they're, they're both good i like that we have i like that we have yeah i like that we have a mm. sports book and sports movie in here yeah um, so. because Friday Friday Night Lights the movie was dog shit. Mm, anyway, yeah, kind of. Can I just say weirdly you just said you just saw it for the first time a few weeks ago? Mm. It was just like 2-3 weeks ago. Like randomly I saw it on Netflix. I was like, "Oh, I haven't watched this in a while." And just fucking watched the whole thing. 
It's good. It, they, it's just really like great. A couple of weeks ago, it's a fucking great movie, dude. Like Chris Pratt is great in it. Like yeah, he plays Scott yeah. Hatterberg, right? Like I mean, like yeah, what as the a Red fuck? Sox fan, I yeah, I was, was really cool. Fan, yeah, so. I didn't even remember. I don't even remember. Yeah, that. he plays Scott Hatterberg. Yeah, he can't catch it. it. He, he, yeah, he couldn't catch anymore. His arm with his elbow was gone. He couldn't catch anymore. He couldn't throw. Yeah. So like, they turned him into a first baseman. First base. Yeah, I don't know. They did. Yeah, because he could because he can hit, and he didn't strike out. He never struck out. So. But yeah, he that's took, a, that's he took a, great a lot of movie. walks. Yeah, I, I loved it. So that's that's yeah. my. He had he had Hatterberg had a great. Yeah, and I, I'm crossing my fingers that AJ has my other one. Yeah, really, all right. Really so AJ, happy. let's hear it, baby. What's your Come number on, AJ, one? Go do it. So this is probably the most obvious inside the box pick for a number one, I would say. Um, and I, I, I remember finishing this book sitting in like a parking garage somewhere i just i was so enamored with like reading the book i don't love it as much as not nearly as much as um well um to kill a mockingbird but i like i like the book it's written by mario puzo Fuck. uh god godfather and made into a film that won what did you think i was gonna pick american psycho i've not read the book oh you uh-huh. bought me the book for like christmas years back i thought you'd read it no, no, no. Fuck. so right, he gave Godfather- it to you. He couldn't have read it. Put <laughs> another copy. Oh, oh, okay. So we can talk about no. American Psycho afterwards. No, come on, like a, I, I, that's a post mortem. Um, but The Godfather. So Godfather is obviously one of my favorite films of all time, and another I actually one, really five stars. Yeah, yeah, I really love. I really like the book a lot. I mean it. It's one of those kind of like page turners because here's the deal with that though. I saw the Godfather, the movie before I read Godfather, the book by mm-hmm. Mario Puzo. So I have that sort of reverse, like not in the film, but film to fiction <laughs> sort yeah. of um, perspective. So knowing like having Marlon Brando and Michael Corleone and, you know, and all the uh, everybody in my head, the actors reading that book. So it's a different perspective, but um, wonderful book, all time great movie. And that's my number mm-hmm. one. Nice. Yeah. Very, very good call. All right. So here we go. We're going to, we're going to move on to the, uh, the, the next and final top five list. We're going to try and blast through these real quick. Uh, we're going to go with our f- top five disappointments in movies. So AJ, let's kick it off with you. What is your number five movie disappointment? Sure. So real, real quick caveat: I'm not doing any comedy sequels because if I have to talk about The Hangover Two or mm-hmm. Harold and Kubar Escape mm-hmm. from fucking Guantanamo oh. Bay, I'm going to slip my wrists. Okay. So those aren't disappointments. You know, the, the, they're not going to be disappointments because you know sequels suck for the most part. Right. Yeah. But I, but I, Guantanamo re- no, Bay was fantastic. The, fuck you that asshole. Fuck that. <laughs> It just, it just the hangover, whatever. So number five for me, and I actually kind of like this film. I just think based on what the first film was in the series, this one was kind of a letdown for me. Hmm. And that's why it's number five. And that's Kill Bill Volume 2. Ooh, all right. That was a huge disappointment to you? Yeah. It was because Kill Bill Volume 1 was so amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And it just... It was such a tight film, too. And I think Quentin just, I, we're on first name basis. Like, he just, I think it was just overly, 
stylized with the dialogue because that's what he's known for. And I think he didn't have all that dialogue in the first one. And he, he just, I think it was overthought and it was overdone. And I don't dislike the film. I just found the first one so great that it didn't live up to it. So it was a, yeah. it was a big disappointment there. So I get there it. we go. I get it. Marky. John. What you got? Um, I, I somewhat have to agree with AJ. You know, I fucking loved uh, Kill Bill 1, and I did not think that watching Kill Bill 2 later, I kind of like appreciate it in a different way. But when it first came out, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this isn't anything like the first one, which I, you know, love. But anyways, my number five disappointments, I'm just going to go ahead and like grab a bucket and say every Peter Berg movie that has Mark Wahlberg in it. And that is uh, Lone Survivor, Mile 22, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon, okay. and Spencer Confidential. Yeah, right. Those all. I haven't seen Spencer Confidential, but those other ones suck. They, I actually like Spencer Confidential, but yeah, you're right on the rest. Spencer Confidential is probably the best one out of that because it's supposed yeah. to be hokey. But yeah. one of them is called fucking Patriot's Day. And that's what they all are. It's Mark Wahlberg, America, and Peter Berg. America and like this is what we're gonna do it's gonna be American and we're out here to save America and there's gonna be some fucking terrorists out here and we gotta stop them and we gotta save America and that's just every movie that he's done with them it's 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 a, a propaganda movie every time yeah oh uh yeah I totally get it maybe not so is, uh, is that a disappointment or are they just not making good films they're just not making <laughs> good films yeah you know, I don't think there's actually terrorists in uh, Deepwater Horizon but uh Maybe the, the ocean is the terrorist in that one. Yeah. Anyways, number five for me is everything with uh, Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg. All right. Good call. All right. T right. Dubs, what you got? So, uh, my number five. Uh, so, of these five disappointing movies, um, this is my least hated of the five, but it was also one of the ones I was very, very excited about. And that's what I based this on was. When I found out about a movie and I went, oh, this sounds fucking great. And then I saw it, I yes. went, what on earth is this? Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't, Absolutely. I don't hate this movie, but I was legitimately let down. And that is Bohemian Rhapsody from 2000. Oh, God. Um, yeah. What a good call. Okay. So I, 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 first of all, let me just say I have. Why were you, why were you excited? Um, because when I the saw the, uh, first of all, I love Rami Malek. And when I saw the, um, the, the, first of all, the, 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 the commercials and the previous for it, it looked fucking amazing. Uh, it was directed by Brian Singer, who did the usual suspects, did the X-Men movies and stuff like that, too. Uh, he's he's, had, he's had a lot That's of letdowns fair. as well, but he did the fucking usual suspects. Um, and again, I have no problem with Rami Malek winning Best Actor at the Academy Awards for this. Um, uh, Marky will disagree, but I was a little pissed that he beat Bradley Cooper. Marky hates Star is Born. But uh, I thought Bradley Cooper should have won Best Actor that year. Um, but, All signs uh, pointed to Malik, though. Yeah, so I have no problem with that. But the movie itself, it was it was so fucking cookie cutter. It oh, had no, God, it had yeah. no soul. It's basically just like it was yeah, a it's like, by okay, numbers. This by is Oscar. what happened without really talking about what the characters were really about or what they really went through. It it it, it just it just never yeah, takes a stand. Like it. it never discriminates. It's just like here it is and then like and it's just one of those giant commercial things where you know let's make a hundred million you know hundreds of millions of dollars but not really tell the story in the correct way i thought it could have been told, yeah, yeah not, been not a fan so much better and by and by the way Raimi were fucking ridiculous i understand i understand that uh freddie yeah. mercury had it had an overbite 
but that just looked fucking like a like a like a vampire movie gone yeah. wrong. Like it was so fucking stupid. Right. And um, Rotten Tomatoes critics, by the way, for the for the most part, agreed. They got sixty percent. Although the audience, who are a bunch of fucking sheep, uh, are at eighty five percent, which doesn't shock me. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say two things. I get it. I have. I have that. <laughs> Austin Powers. Don't you? Don't you dare. What movie? Yes, DP. I, I I'll say two things. One, like, yeah, this is kind of a movie for dumb people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like if you're dumb, you're gonna love this movie. Yeah. But like, it it had so yes, much potential 100%. because yeah. right. Like, I would love to because watch of a the movie. Titular character. I would yeah. love because to watch Freddie a movie. Mercury. I would love to watch a movie about the like the shit that Freddie Mercury went through. Yeah. You know, like his life yes. had such fucking ups and downs and he went through so much shit with AIDS and everything. I would have loved to seen the shit he went through. But all we got right. was, you know, like, yeah, cookie cutter bullshit. They never took a stand. It never took a stand. Yes. And, and, and like, yes. Yes, it like, was just like, oh, he has AIDS. Why? Because he's gay. All right. Well, yeah. what the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> right? That's that's the best yeah. you can we get please into it, please? Why, why can't you take this titch- this amazingly complex, one of the most talented singers being, the world has ever yeah. seen, Freddie Mercury, and, the talented vocals. and let let's let's do something with it? But instead, like I said, it was a paint by numbers, music biopic, yeah. and annoying. who cares? Super Super yeah. Who cares? Again, I thought Rami Malek did a nice job. Yeah, he he that, was good. Yeah. I would have preferred if it ended up being Sasha Baron Cohen, like it was supposed to at right. the beginning. Yeah. That, oh, I didn't know that. Right? that, that awesome. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was signed success. on to do it. That would have made every, that would have made the difference. Maybe, Rami maybe Mal- if you got some clearance from Premier Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Rami Malek is like five. McDonald right? Trump. Yeah. And uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's actually like six one, six two. And Freddie Freddie Mercury's not that. Maybe not that tall, but he's like five eleven or something. So yeah, he he was maybe get somebody that's guy. closer to his yeah. height. Rami Malek's a, a tiny dude. Yeah, McDonald yeah. Trump. <laughs> so uh, DP, did you do your first disappointment? I have not. I'm about to it? though. So tell me. So my number five here. It's not a. It's not the movie necessarily, but uh, a part of the movie. It it was uh, Jared Leto's version of the Joker. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, Suicide like Squad. I didn't hate the Suicide Squad movie, but his version of the Joker, I like I thought he was a perfect actor for it. I was like, oh, fuck, Jared Leto. This is this is going to be great. Right. And then the movie He's comes out actor. and it was shit. I was where did so that version of the Joker come Joker. from? How, is that, that? A, where did that version of the Joker come from? It's made uh, it up. It's what's his name? David Ayer, the guy that did the movie, you know, but that's not based on any kind of uh established uh, not comic. specifically uh, no no uh, yeah yeah very odd uh, so you... with all the tattoos and everything yeah dp it i've never like an interesting way to go right i've never seen it dp i've never seen it but i remember when i saw the preview i was like oh that's a really cool idea for the joker yes but then yeah i, I saw so. the reviews they looked like shit i had the yeah. immediate opposite response them. when as soon as i saw it i was like what the fuck are they doing but, maybe the it's just because i love jared leto i don't know maybe that's me uh, yeah. i don't know yeah. but yeah they, I like they them completely too. ruined it so but uh all right so uh let's Go over to AJ. What's your number four? So, again, I did not hate this movie, but, and I go by TW's sort of uh, thing where I had expectations. Right. It's, no, it was disappointments. 
Right. I had a particular expectation for this this director's last film. It was put out after he died. It was Stanley Kubrick's last film, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, and, boy, yeah. And I was expecting it to be just just because I love Stanley Kubrick. I really do. Yeah. I, I love I think he's he was a genius. He was so inventive as a director and Eyes Wide Shut, although I did not. I, I think T.W. hates this movie, but I, I, I didn't find it horrible. I just oh, it's terrible. I just didn't. I wasn't feeling it. I just didn't think it was. I was hoping yeah, for more for his last film. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was a huge a letdown for me. Surrounding that one, massive right? hype, huge hype. Yeah. It's Kubrick's last movie. You got Cruz, Kidman, all this shit, and it just turns into basically like a giant fucking Bilderberg meeting. It's just, it's so fucking <laughs> stupid. It, like it, it, it just it just did nothing for any moment. I thought it was terrible. So yeah. that's how I, my criteria. Like I was hoping for so much more out of Kubrick, out of yeah. the guy the shot metal jacket and clockwork orange and like yeah, i was, was hoping for more yeah. yeah please give me more and he he died with that as like his final film and that yeah. just that was sad a shame it was yeah. it was sad for All such right. an iconic legendary filmmaker so there's my number four okay yeah I, i'll say this real quick before we move to marky there is now like i remember when it first came out everyone hated it but now there's just like weird contingent on the internet that says this mo- that movie is a masterpiece which they're all fucking Not idiots but it. they're out there now <laughs> so uh all right marky let uh um, let us move to you what's your number four my number four so you know again movie that uh you know i hate but this we're talking about just and this was a letdown to me and it's a pretty recent movie it came out on netflix straight to stream and it's the Spike Lee joint, The Five Bloods. Oh, yeah. And I saw the preview for it, and I was like, that looks like a badass story. You know, these old uh, Vietnam vets that are going back to Vietnam to uh, under the guise of retrieving one of their fallen comrades. But most of what they're trying to do is, like, get some gold that they had stashed back in the day. So, you know, really cool story. But what really let me down, you know, and it followed that, what it showed, but it, what really took me out of the story and it, it does, this, this will do, this will happen to me a lot is just the, uh, the special effects for the firearms, right? And so it's <laughs> somewhat of a, it's, you know, based in Vietnam, it's not, they do have some flashbacks to Vietnam, but when they, they've got these guns and the special effects, it, it's total, it's all, uh, uh, post edit is that what you call it uh, uh gun special effects mm-hmm. they're not using squibs it's all digital effects for the guns going off mm-hmm. so the actor is pretending to shoot the machine gun he's like da, 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 like bouncing it and then somebody in post edit like throws a flash on the end of the barrel and like some smoke right and it just looks right. terribly fake like terribly just b movie tv movie and this is supposed to be i mean this is spike lee you know he's done some fantastic stuff so, right. in Netflix, it throws money at everything. Right, right, yeah, and it, it's so you would think that they could, uh, and that's one thing that I've always really liked about uh, Quentin Tarantino is that he always does the old school gun effects of having uh, real blanks in the firearms that he's using. So whenever an actor shoots a gun, there's recoil and there's report from the gun, and it sounds real, it looks real, and like everybody that's in the scene reacts to it like a fucking gun 
Yeah. But the, otherwise, you've got somebody with a plastic gun that's like, bang, 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 bang. I got you. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It just looks it, fucking stupid. Yeah, it, it is weird how like little shit like that can so take you out of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Like it, yeah. like little shit can so ruin a whole movie. It's weird. Right. It take it's like the immersion of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once it takes you out, out it's immersion. hard to get back in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. what it, that's what originally yeah. pulled me out of that movie. And then going forward, just the idea of like they were there to like retrieve their buddies' remains and then get this gold. And then one by one they all started to die yeah. and they would just leave those guys dead there they're like all right i guess that's where bill is fucking dying <laughs> right. and stay in vietnam like it's, so, it, it went off yeah. the rails it was bad so mark yeah gotcha. i have i haven't seen it but i can tell you that i'm pretty sure i checked it on rotten tomatoes and the reviews i, I feel like they're good i they might be, i might be I wrong was, but man, uh, it, and, and i think it's one, got a little bit of oscar buzz. It, i was just about that was the next thing i was gonna say it has People oscar fucking buzz. love spike lee like, and i do is, for the most part but he does have a lot of misses too he has a lot of big yeah. time misses. i think this is a miss i think this okay. is a true miss and people aren't gonna tell him otherwise it's right. no black hmm. klansman nope. no it's no black klansman it's Sorry, no buddy. what was the world war ii movie that he did the uh Saint, miracle at santa Ana. that one was good i don't think mm-hmm. i've seen that um it's he, no do the right thing did he do did spike lee do um uh dead presidents no okay. that's uh is that john singleton or uh, yeah i don't it remember. might have been i don't remember, might I don't have remember. Been. yeah i don't think it's spike lee but oh, yeah all right who's uh uh all right so tim you're number four right, right i don't want I, I don't I, I don't want to spend a lot of time with this one because i hate it so much um because it's just going to make me angry but before i say it there are two movies that came out from Steven Spielberg right around the same time. And I just want to ask Marky a quick question because I feel mm. like we might have done this before. If I said minority report right now, would you and I have a problem? <laughs> you and no. you you and me would. Okay, AJ and I would have a problem. Okay, so okay, so I won't. I'm not gonna say minority report in the essence of time. What I will say is in 2001, Steven Spielberg did this movie called fucking AI with oh, Joel Osment, and that was that was shit run over twice. That was yeah. so bad. And, and Jude I, Law. Oh, yeah. Jude Law is in it, who was coming off. He was hot at the time. He was coming off Talented Mr. Ripley a few years before. Haley Joel Osment a few years before was coming off The Sixth Talented Sense. Mr. Ripley. Surprised that's not on my list. Uh, that's not a great movie, but he, he Jude Law is fantastic in it. Um, and this is Steven Spielberg who take a who had taken a three-year break from directing after doing Saving Private Ryan, which turns out pretty good flick. Um and then he comes on and does this fucking awful Haley Joel Osment, who confirmed in this movie that he was an absolute one-hit wonder. Um, mm-hmm. It starts mm-hmm. off all right. It gets so fucking boring so fast. It's so it's such a bummer. It's super goddamn pretentious. When they fast forward, it just they fast forward like two thousand years in the future. By then, I was like ready to fucking hang myself. Like a scene out of airplane, like Ted Stryker was telling me a story. Like that's how I felt. Like, fucking, yourself in gasoline. Yeah, like I literally saw the movie theater. I felt like telling me a story i really did uh i hated that movie i thought it absolutely sucked all right yeah good call striker 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 <laughs> boom <laughs> so all right so uh for me my number four disappointment uh it, it's uh it's a movie that i was hoping would have been on my like book to movie list but the movie was such shit i was so let down uh i read the book it's called child 44 it was this awesome fucking book. Uh, the movie came out like Tom Hardy was starring in it. 
It looked like it was going to be awesome, and it was. Was that the Russian backdrop? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, and yeah, that, that had a that had a cool premise, but the movie did not come off well. Oh no, it did not. And the book was fabulous. I love the I could, book. I could tell it came from a novel because I was like, this yeah. story is too good to be uh, not told well. Yeah, and they ruined it. They had a great cast, a great story, and it was just garbage. I was so yeah. let down. That also that had no. uh, Numi Rapis in it. Yeah, whatever that name is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, AJ, what's your next one? What do you got? Number three. Yeah. Oh, you should. Yeah. Is what, that where we're at? Is. Yeah, number three, right? I think sure. so. Yeah, I did my second. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So number or three. Four. And look, look, look. No, number five was Kill Bill Volume Two. Number four was Ice right, right, Number yeah. three. So. Look, I expect a lot from Martin Scorsese. Oh, I have high. Yeah. That's my number two. From Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. And I have high. Yeah, I this knew guy, it. Right? He did Goodfellas. He did The Departed. <laughs> he did Raging Bull. You know, are you a cop? I'm not a cop. Right. How he about did go fuck yourself? So many movies that I love. All right. Taxi yep. Driver. Like, thank you. Right. This for was all my of number that. four. But the Irishman. The Irishman. Yes. <laughs> the Irishman can gargle Irishman. my balls. <laughs> At three hours and three hours and twenty nine. Hey, did you have it too? Yeah. Well, was. I just switched it out. It was three my number four. Hours, I threw in child forty four. Marky has it. Oh, it's so bad. Bullshit. Yep. Oh God, Keep that movie. Look. It should have been awesome too. It should have been awesome. It should have been awesome, but you know so, what? Mark's gonna say yes. Martin Scorsese was like, so let me uh, let me just throw it all at you because I'm yeah. so cool. Do everything. And I'm going to watch season one of The Irishman. Three and a half hours. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Academy Awards. And that's my number three. Great pick. And nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. One yeah, Joe Pesci came you know out why? of retirement for you know that why? nonsense. You know what? Yeah. It you know why? Because none. it sucked. Yeah, and De Niro, by the way, was terrible. Al Pacino was I'm the sorry. only defining. I'm sorry. He was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but Al Pacino was the only. I would say, like, I thought he was captivating. He was captivating in that movie. Everybody yeah. else sucked. And you know what? They could have carved out at least an hour of that mm-hmm. movie, made it two and a half hours, and at least it would have been watchable. Yeah. And Pesci, right? But it would. I feel like. Uh, I, I like Pesci in the movie, but his mm-hmm. his character was always like supposed to be older than Robert De Niro's character. Yeah, and so oh my god, all that so Robert too. De Niro was supposed too. to be like forty at some point. And yeah, it was so bad. We all know what I'm getting at when he was a uh, the crypt keeper that was trying to kick an old man. Yeah, the yeah. plot yeah. holes oh, were awful. Worst. It was just yeah. the worst. But uh, yeah, uh, real quick shout out though. Uh, my I boy, hate that movie. My my boy Jim Norton as uh as Don Rickles was was the highlight of the yes, movie. Yes, I will give <laughs> you that. He was probably That's the fine. best part that of the whole movie. Love seeing little that Jimmy. That was great. Um, that was great. But I want to give him a little tussle. But in the end, Sebastian, in the end, I hated the Irishman. Yeah. Sebastian, the uh, I don't yeah, know how Sebastian to say his last Maniscalco name. Was in it. There too. you go. Yeah, he was great. He's I didn't know he could guy. act. He's a really yeah. funny dude. He's yeah. very funny. I didn't know he could act like that. He played like a you know. Quite the dramatic right. and even scary guy in that movie. Yeah. All right, so. DP, take it over. I'm done. All right, Irish. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, you know, I'm going to get my number three right now. My number three 
is uh, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. What the fuck? This movie, like everyone loves it too. It's just a fucking remake of A New Hope. It's the same goddamn movie. It's, you know, like, oh, orphan on a desert planet comes across a robot and ends up on an adventure in space. It's the same goddamn movie as the first Star Wars. And it was, you know, like J.J. Abrams was directing and they had this great cast. Okay. They made the same fucking movie. It was the first new one. Yes, the first new one, The Force Awakens. What the fuck? They, I was so disappointed. I was expecting so much because you know what? Like J.J. Abrams did awesome with Star Trek. Like when he redid Star Trek, it was dope. He did redid Star Wars. Everyone fucking blew him for it, but it was terrible. I, I, I was in. I was actually part of that line that was blowing J.J. Abrams for I, the yeah, first Star Wars movie. <laughs> That's what this residual white stuff is. I'm gonna say now. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> hey, hey now! I'm bring back the oh my! <laughs> hey now! No, I, I actually like that one. I, I won't. Uh, you, yeah. you are, you are a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. Um, so I'm not gonna fight you for it. But I did yeah, enjoy but it. Yeah, I'm in the minority. Mo- yeah. Most well, people I think I'm, I was. I think so I'm part of the uh, the sheep. I'm part of the masses that liked it. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, uh, we're at Marky. You're number three. Uh, d- yeah, DP, you're, you're cutting out a little bit. Oh, who's uh, uh, yeah. who, who's next? All right, uh, Marky, what's your number my, three? My, my number three. So um, I've actually got a couple sequels in here. I know we probably shouldn't do that, but you know, sometimes you watch a you watch the first. Oh, you one should in, put it. Okay, there. okay. So that's not out of the rules. All right. No, no. Um, so without taking up too much time, my number three is the. Equalizer 2 with Denzel Washington. <laughs> I thought you know, the first the one was a was lot of dope. fun. I thought yeah. I liked the first one a lot. That was a good action movie. Yeah. You know, it was it was just like original and uh good good fighty shooty kicky punchy scenes. Denzel Washington did a really good job. And then the second one they just they didn't, they weren't even able to recreate that. It just they dropped it. And mm-hmm. I, that was one that I was, I walked out and I was, I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I a nickel for every it's, time I it's heard like, that. It's yeah. right. right, right. <laughs> it's like, it's like when, it's like in like, you know, 13 years when Twilight comes home mm. and you're like, look, Twilight, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> 13. Jesus. Oh, um, <laughs> 14, 15. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we I don't, don't know kids these days. You know. Is that my daughter? <laughs> I knew <laughs> Is that my daughter over there? <laughs> oh, we're breaking nice. down. Here. We are breaking down. <laughs> That's my number three. Equalizer two. Denzel. I'm Marky. I've very, never seen very it. good I, call. I though, you know, I've never, I've never seen, seen either of those, but I've heard from a few different people that they love the original Equalizer. Not that it's a good movie, but it's 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 entertaining. It's on, exactly that. It's just an entertaining, good one. And then the second one, they just missed the fucking boat. Yeah, very very good call, Marky. All right, T Dubs. Uh, I'm not sure. Number I'm not sure if I'm going to get a fight from. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to get a fight from AJ on this one or not. I feel like I might. I feel like he and I have disagreed with this in the past. 
Uh, but this is a movie from 2001 with Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Sky, Ca- uh, Cameron Diaz, Jesus Christ, called Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. Sky. Yeah, sorry. Um, this Why movie- is that a disappointment to you? Because you it thought sucks. Cameron Cruz. No, but is were you were you thinking it was going to be good because of Cameron Crowe yeah. or were you yeah okay. yeah Cameron yeah. Crowe that should have been great it should have been uh, he was just coming off of Jerry Maguire and Almost Famous okay and fair I enough. actually when I heard that he was making this movie I went and I watched the fucking um, the Spanish version of it which was which is great amazing the American version absolutely sucks it is this i agree with you ridiculous with you. overly top self-indulgent tom cruise insufferable fest well the problem he was walking around like a cunt the whole fucking time the problem was cruise cruise was the problem in that film. he was he was and um the, it was him because in the in the spanish version of the film it, the, the movies are extremely similar um but the guy that plays i forget his name but he in, in the spanish version he's very um he's very earnest he's very likable like you get on his side tom cruise about 30 seconds into this movie i remember seeing the uh, movie, i'm like oh fuck this guy i hope i hope the worst s- for him I hope everything bad happens to this cunt. You're right. He's insufferable. Yeah, it did. It did. It was, it was, I, I mean, I would say I was the only thing that didn't disappoint me was that Tom Cruise, like bad things happened to him in the movie because he was such an, and and by the way, did Cameron Crowe do anything after that? I think that was like his downfall. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't think of I can't think of him doing anything because, like I said, Jerry Maguire and and and, uh, almost famous, almost famous, were before it. So uh, yeah, I think that was uh, I I was kind of the death punch for this fucking yeah. But uh, (laughs) uh, it it was just it was terrible. And and by the way, Rotten Tomatoes, forty two percent from the critics, seventy two percent from the audience. Like what the fuck? Like I like those type of stories where like it it was this big twist at the end and his life was a big lie. I love that that type of stuff. But Tom Cruise is so bad in this movie, and I like Tom Cruise. I actually like Tom Cruise as an actor. I think he's a, a He's dynamite Magnolia. He's he's he says some dynamite. He's great, him. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, which is another Cameron he's Crow great film. in Rain Man. I love him in Risky Business. There's so many things I love. Top Gun. For, I fucking Mission love Impossible him in Tropic One. Thunder. Uh, yeah. But he he is Mission so bad Impossible in this five. movie. Oh, oh he's and, awesome in Tropic and, Thunder. And, and it's just, this is just he's he's revolting in Vanilla Sky. I hated it. I hated it so much. He's interviews a vampire. Yeah, I um, like him. I think he's a good actor. He's terrible in this. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I uh, edge of tomorrow. Uh, I I don't want it to go on too long, but I'll just leave it at I, this. I saw Vanilla, <laughs> half of Vanilla Sky once, and it's because I I was on mushrooms, oh, and God. it freaked me out so much. Yeah, I, I have I to stop that. watching. I yeah, see that. that's yeah. not the way to watch yeah. it. That's not nope. the way to watch nope. it. No, nope. no, nope. yeah, and so I had to tap out, and I didn't finish the movie. So not the way to watch it. All right. On that note, let's move on. <laughs> you know what I love about these lists is there's so many choices. Yeah, right? yeah. So there's so right. many choices. I'm gonna give my number two right now, and uh, AJ might cry, but you know, well, it's just gonna have to happen. Uh, I was so so disappointed with the Matrix sequels. Mm. Both of them were such a fucking letdown. Oh, I loved The Matrix. It was one of my favorite movies. Still is. And those, the two that followed, I just, I hated them. 
It was such a letdown. I was fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I know AJ likes them, but I I, I do. I'm sorry. I do. They I'm unapologetic about that. Yeah, you know, I, I so. watched the first one like uh, ten to fifteen times, and I watched the sequels. Mm, I, I, only two or three times. Yeah. So there I, you go. You know, I still I'm multiple times. I'm unapologetic, but I understand because. Um, the first one was so groundbreaking and so cool. Yeah. So, I'll but. say DP real quick. Um, I love the first one, obviously. Uh, I, I actually, I actually like the second one too. I don't love it. Um, I, I like yeah. it, and I watched yeah, it a, a number fan. of times because there were I, there were some things I was trying to understand. The third one, I remember seeing that in the theater. Mm-hmm. I got halfway through. I'm like, I'm fucking good here. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough. I wish I just shut this down a while. You know they're making so a fourth. That's yes. not true. Yeah. That's not the, no. Yes, way. No, I know they are. Yeah. Oh fuck! It's me. supposed to come out like at the same time as John Wick Four, I believe, or something like would, that. So. And Keanu, yeah. Keanu again, and are the Wachowski still Keanu. behind it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Marky, give me your number two on my chest. I, um, I mean, your number two. <laughs> 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 oh, this one has gone on so long tonight. Holy shit! Oh, Sorry, man. We're going off the rails. The marathon Um, episode. I love it. I don't. It's it's the Dookie episode. (laughs) I don't have a backup. So my number two is the Irishman, what I originally chose. All right. Uh, Yeah. Good call. Fair. fair. Uh, The Irishman, the Irishman's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of number two. All right. AJ, what's your number two? So here we go. Number two, I'm doing a sequel. I'm sorry. Okay. I have I have to. You better not, you, you better not was, do this to me right now. You better not do this to me. There was so right much promise for the third movie in this trilogy. And I am so upset that they fucked this up and included an emo version of the character. Oh god, um, yes. So Spider-Man. I, I yep. love me some Sam Raimi. I love I Sam Raimi. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> That Sam Raimi didn't want to bring Venom into the third one. He had his own idea, and, and the movie studio was like, "You have to have Venom." Yeah, it forced it so on him. Really? They forced oh, it on him. That's Spider-Man that's Three. Spider-Man Three is my number two. Good call. Yeah, yeah that is and a that very good one. Sucked. Oh, it's so it bad. Ah. It's so bad. And the and first you know two, what? the first two was so good. There yeah. was so much momentum. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah. Two, still to this day, one of the greatest superhero movies made. Spider-Man oh, 2 is a God. fucking masterpiece. And guys, I, I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this or not. Did, did you almost feel like it now? And now that you uh, bring that up about Venom, I didn't know that. But now it makes sense. I felt like the whole movie, it was like Sam Raimi was almost like overcompensating. Like hmm. during the what direction, he, what he was he so wanted over to the do. top that just it was he, like, yeah, it makes sense. Was they, they built up James Franco as, almost bitter. Uh, as um um, what's his name? Osborne yeah, Sunday. What's Goblin, his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they built him up so much in the first two um, um, movies, and they wanted to pay it off in the third one, and they couldn't because the the studio wanted Venom, and then they had to throw Sandman in there, and there was a bunch of just shit, and yeah. the whole thing was <laughs> shit. Ruined it. Ruined it. And I hated it. Yeah. Good. Good fucking call. I'm, I'm so happy we saved the disappointments for the end. So I know, right? Really, really get it. You know, actually, AJ. 
AJ, you just reminded me one. If I can go back to my number two, if I can uh, have a placeholder and swap out the Irishman, that movie Venom with Tom Hardy. Uh, speaking of, oh god, that's Venom. I, oh, I actually I, like that movie. I, yeah, it had I potential. Would, but Tom Hardy, yeah, he's fucking great. And the story of Venom is fantastic. But they just, it, it felt like it had the studio's fingerprints all over it. True. Again, with what AJ was just saying, like it, it wasn't accurate to what the character was. Anyways, and Sam Raimi, awesome. I know. Uh, I, I'm a huge awesome. Sam Raimi fan. Evil Army Dead. of Darkness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Come on. Drag me to hell. Big time. Drag me to hell. I, you know what? Not everybody loves Drag Me. That to hell, movie sucks. I, I wish I had it my biggest I disappointment like list. No, I liked it. AJ, me and you. <laughs> All right. So hey, you and me. Tim, you and me. what what is on your biggest disappointments list? What's your okay? Next so one? so so far out of my first three, I, I I didn't get too angry. This one has me a little hot under the collar Ooh, because red line, red line. Oh yeah, because this is a sequel. Um, to a movie that is literally one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Garden State uh, 2? Uh, Wait, sorry. <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> nice, DP. Nice. You, you cunt from hell. All right. Um, no, uh, no. This is this is Major League 2. Um, oh, boy, yeah. Oh, that's a shit movie. How horrible is this movie? We're talking Major League 1, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Not just because... Like it's one of my favorite sports movies, but it's literally one of my favorite movies because the the characters are amazing, the stories are amazing, and they they do this amazing job of of uh, intertwining it with the baseball and like everything. It's just for me, it's one of those perfect movies. Major League Two, everything I loved about Major League One, I hate about Major League Two. Stripped First of all, they oh my god, so it bad, in. and it was so ridiculously commercialized. First of all, they, they also they dropped the uh, the R rating. They made it PG thirteen. That was their first problem. Mm-hmm. You should have known that when there was a problem, when Wesley fucking Snipes went Major League Two. Now I'm good. Yeah, and they fucking replaced him with Omar Epps, and he was terrible. Um, the guy that played fucking Rube Baker was absolutely insufferable. The movie hits on all the stereotypes of baseball and sports movies in such a corny way. It is the polar opposite of major league one, which is such a great movie. Uh, and rotten tomatoes doesn't lie. The critics gave this fucking movie 5%. First of all, Oof. a bunch Boy. of fucking, a bunch of fucking Homer morons uh, audience gave it 45%. Wow. Uh, this movie is this movie is so bad in every fucking way. And it is such, and what upsets me the most about it was I was so hyped. I'm DP. I'm pretty sure you and me saw it in the theater together. I think Major you really did. Yeah. yeah. Major League Two gargles my balls. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you <laughs> took me, DP, because I was probably yeah. like 13 or 14 years old. Uh, and it is so bad. It's so awful. And it, 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 it almost, if Major League One wasn't so great, it would really might have ruined Major League One. That's how bad it was. Can, can I can I can I say that maybe getting the 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 crush can smash off your head was more favorable? Than yeah. Oh yeah. That movie. Yeah. Yeah. If I had uh, actually, um, okay, I was supposed to. <laughs> I was about to say something really horrible right there. Had you put that crush can up my ass, AJ? Uh, Major League Two still would have been worse <laughs> than that. Okay. You're about to say something horrible. <laughs> that, no, that was tame. Hey, he toned it that down. Was tame. Oh, okay. shit. 
I think right. it worked for the. I think it worked for the podcast. Thank you. We are a so. PG thirteen podcast. That's here. not true. Not are we? You're, are we? Marky, Marky, you're literally holding a knife towards me right now. <laughs> we are a family podcast. God damn it. <laughs> All right, where All right. are we, Dippy? Where right, are we we're, at number one? Fa- we're, favorite we're favorite, podcast, rails, ever. Favorite <laughs> podcast ever. Favorite podcast ever. We're at we number one. Way off one? the rails. But yeah, we're at number one. So I'm going to, I'll start. And I'll say my number one biggest disappointment is uh, my niece's choice in husband. <laughs> no, wait. Oh, wait. I'm, nope. Sorry. That's a different list. I thought you were going to say me. I thought you were going to say me. So I was like, oh. It took me Let's a long Mark, time to get you. there. I was like, I, wait, what is that? You son of a bitch. I'm just kidding, Mark. That's I me, God you. damn it. <laughs> oh. oh my god, so, this one has gone bad. Right, yeah, we that, really uh, TW, is that still working for you? <laughs> yeah, of course. Always, always. Oh. Always. Yeah. All right. No, no, so it, it for real, my number one biggest disappointment was uh the Green Lantern movie. I was uh, debating on dude, using that one. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds as like being cast as we've seen with Deadpool perfect as a fucking superhero mm-hmm. uh they had a huge budget and awesome special effects and a great cast and it yeah they just it's fucking ruined it. let down it was so, like it should have and i love the character of green lantern and this was such a letdown i was so bummed i wanted it to be awesome it should have been awesome and yeah and it was trash like I, like we said we've seen with with deadpool like you get ryan reynolds you let him do his thing and give him you know good shit around him and you'll have a hit and they did none of that so mm-hmm. you know, and i had um, deadpool is deadpool is fantastic and i, yeah. I think they there's the they're slotted for ass. a third one right yes yeah they're, they're, um sorry, and i heard please, a, i heard a rumor that uh Ryan Reynolds wanted to make Deadpool before Green Lantern, and he agreed to do Green Lantern to appease the studio. Yeah, uh, the kids. Didn't he walk? And away, it's basically he why he got something? the Deadpool movies. Yeah, yeah, because he sucked a few Green Lantern dicks. Basically, yes. Yeah, didn't he walk? <laughs> didn't he walk away from something as well? Uh, didn't he walk away from a project like that was Marvel or maybe whatever? Probably. Anyway, Deadpool yeah. rocks. Big time. So, all right. Uh, AJ, your biggest disappointment. And don't say go. Danny. Here we go. Uh, he sucks. Nothing on that? He sucks. That's really good. All right, AJ, sorry. He's a pretty big disappointment. Right, oh, shit. All right, Again, I'm too slow. I've been God drinking too much. I'm a little bit too well, slow so with these I'll, jokes. I'll say, I, I, will, I, will ne- I will let you guys know my Biggest disappointment by saying one name. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, oh, yeah. How do you feel? Star, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, is the biggest disappointment because you know what? In 1983, we saw, you know, the, the, the original trilogy end with the Jedi, a return of the Jedi. And then fans had to wait 16 years to get this. And mm-hmm. they got Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, that's what they got. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? A, I'm with it you. It was garbage. It was garbage, and it'll always be garbage. All right. You know, 
Um, if I could interject real quick, someone I watched uh, part of the movie, like half the movie, not too long ago, and somebody pointed out to me they're just like they're showing me like just watch this movie and imagine Jar Jar Binks is not in it, and it elevated the movie in my mind like tenfold. Like it's so much better a movie. Just removing just Jar Jar is all you need. If you just pretend Jar Jar's not in it, like it's not a bad movie if he's just gone. Look, it's not just Jar Jar. It's like the political plot line. It's the. I it's, think it, no. I think that works. It's the it works. slow. Uh, it didn't all work, yeah. and then they made two other sequels, which I didn't like either. And you know what? They had this opportunity, uh, to to develop this Darth Vader character. Show us how he got where he got. Yeah, and they just yeah, and they, they just took a the ball. and they just took a shit on us. Like you think so? Yeah, I think so. And that's my biggest disappointment. Hmm. So there, suck it, Marky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I, uh, I, you're I, a man on a ledge, not liking the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> I agree that Jar Jar Binks is a just a, a crusty wart. Look, Plus look, the original trilogy had C-3PO, but he was way cooler. Like, I just... Yeah, I'm not trying to compare to C-3PO. But, no, I, you know, and I'm not even really trying to defend these uh, one, two, three movies. They're not that good. I'm just... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know what? It was, Fuck it. I'll, I'll just yeah, come onto your yeah. side and shoot them. Thank Fuck you. Fuck those movies. <laughs> next! Next! All right, yeah. Marky, you're next. What's your number mm. one disappointment? Um, this is kind of like a sequel, but it's the uh, origin story for Wolverine, the X-Men origin oh, story. Uh, yes, that's uh, a yeah. horrible one. That's yeah. a horrible yeah. movie. Brian Reynolds is uh, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, that's yeah. the one he walked away from. That's yeah. the one he walked away from. He walked he, away yeah, from he was, that he was, Ryan, he was this weird Deadpool character, speaking mm. of Ryan Reynolds. But the movie itself, like I had, you know, it's one of those ones where I had like high hopes for. And uh, as soon as the movie started, I was just like, what are they doing? I saw that shit in the theater. <laughs> I did too. Um, you know, to its credit, though, the, the one good part about it and the one kind of scene that I think about, it's Saving Grace, which is only like three minutes, is the intro montage where it shows... Uh, through the years, uh, like fighting in the yes. Civil War and yes. shit. Yeah. Hugh Jackman dope. and Lee Schreiber, like growing up and doing these different battles, and they each get shot, like not killed, but they look like they're getting killed, you know, and they get back up. That was cool. That was a fun montage to see. And then yeah, from there, it just went off the fucking rails. But you know what? They Good they call. redeemed them, they redeemed themselves with Logan because that movie was awesome. Logan was fan fucking tastic. Very absolutely very, very good excellent call. movie. All right, Mr. Uh, CEO, you get to close the night out with giving yeah, us your biggest disappointment. Motherfucker. All right, let me. Okay, I, I, I'm going to pose this guy, this whole scenario to you guys. Okay. Um, so you can, can understand because I don't think many people actually saw this movie because of how fucking awful it was mm-hmm. and how much money they spent and the powerful people who made the movie, they tried to bury it as quickly as possible because it was so bad. What if I were to tell you that there was a movie that was directed by Ridley Scott, Uh-oh. written, screenplay written by Cormac McCarthy, Ooh. 
It starred Michael Fassbender, Penelope Cruz, Brad Pitt, what? Javier Bardem, and uh, Cameron Diaz. Even oh, the fucking cinematography about. was Darius Wolski, who did the fucking Martian, right? The counselor. That's right, Marky. The counselor came out in 2013. Wow, this is literally, literally when I saw, I remember like reading this, this movie that was being made by Ridley Scott. I'm looking at the cast. I'm looking at the, the plot. I'm looking at uh, the screenwriter. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest fucking movie ever made in the history of cinema. And what it was, was the biggest piece of dog shit I have ever seen displayed across a fucking movie screen. In fact, I saw it in the movie theater. It was basically a giant projector screen of dog shit. This was so bad in so many fucking ways. Every character is insufferable. Um, there was just this like senseless, disgusting violence over and over again. It's overacted. And at the same time, it's like, ridiculously convoluted yet unbelievably boring like it yeah. is so fucking bad and, and like between like cameron diaz like banging herself with a windshield wiper Fucks the and car. like yeah and like it's it just like it, the thing that was so bad it, it, it was so horrible but all of the actors in it were acting like what they were doing was a masterpiece like they really believed yeah. this was such a great movie it was so bad on so many levels. I fucking I didn't even I didn't even actually stay in the theater until the end of the movie. I walked out about three quarters through. I'm like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. And I was I told so many people it was gonna be so amazing. And I got so many text messages of people who like, oh, you really know your movies, you cunt. You like no one, asshole. yeah. What the like uh, not only did I hate the movie, but it actually soiled my reputation as a mm -hmm. fucking movie critic. It was so bad i i i honestly i would love for if if aj and dp if you haven't seen it i, I would love not. i would like to go hey guys go see it so you can understand but i i love you guys so i would not want to subject you to how awful it is i'm telling <laughs> I, I you have, guys i love you too much to do i have that not to seen it I don't marky has though tell me marky yes so i'm glad i'm so glad that you remembered to bring that one up because this and is, this one is of those number one this yeah this is one of those movies uh tim this is fucking perfect because this is the pinnacle the number one disappointment i hated this movie so bad that i had erased it from my memory when you just brought it up there was something in the back of my hard drive that started to reboot and click that was like wait a minute we've seen this and i started to remember and i fucking hated this movie no marky was, i'm I'm jealous that you were able to erase it from your memory because when DP brought up this top five list, that was the first fucking thing that popped yeah. into my head was this goddamn movie and how embarrassed I was that I got on board with this thing blindly and, and just told was... a lot of people this is like this is going to be a masterpiece. And then all my friends were like, hey, have you ever seen a movie before you fucking moron? Because this is so yeah. bad. It was so bad. I mean, oh my God. This was coming off of uh, a Michael Fassbender hot streak. I can't remember what he had just come Ridley out with. Ridley Scott, too. I mean, like, they, they were uh, maybe all it was hot. Prometheus or something. Like, he, 
really, yeah. I mean, he, there was some there was some heavy hitters in this movie. Brad yeah. Pitt, for Christ's <laughs> sake! I mean, <laughs> heavy, heavy hitters. Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem the, the, I mean, like Diaz, first, first of all, not for Pitt, not for nothing, not for nothing. But I have two movies of my biggest disappointments that both star Penelope Cruz and Cameron Diaz, so they can both go fuck themselves at this point. Mm. All right. Whoa. I'm sorry, about Cameron Diaz. Because I love this Diaz. Little Mary. You know but, what? Cameron Diaz is not a good actress. So, First of all, if the two of them couldn't both get it, then they can both fuck off. All right. TW. So du- yes. Period. End of story. Did sorry, you? Man. So did you never? You never saw the ending of that movie, The Counselor. No, I did. I eventually okay. did. So you um, did see Brad Pitt die by getting his throat slash head chopped off. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same way the guy on the fucking motorcycle with the the wire around his neck, yeah, and the other stupid. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the yeah. guy on the motorcycle like ran into a line, right? And then Brad Pitt uh, got assassinated because some guy dropped or wrapped this thing around his neck that had a motor on it that like slowly. Right, 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 right. I'm about to take my headset off and throw it. Yeah, yeah right. That, yeah, that. I'm was... just hearing about the movie. I don't like. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. That that was the thing. That Fastbender. They they were there was like there was those, some oh those by the way. AJ and Daniel, those what I was just describing were the two best parts of the movie. Yeah, no, no, I did actually see the end when Penelope Cruz's head is there. Like they put her in a snuff film. I'm like, you guys, like, Mm. can you try to pack in more horrible things into one fucking movie? It is just the most. It is just the most unlikable movie as far as plot and actors and everything that goes on it's just the worst it's one of the worst things i would rather fucking watch geely on loop for 24 oh, hours yeah. and watch this fucking movie one more time in my life i would rather watch the room with dp pleasuring himself at the same time <laughs> and yeah. watch this movie one more time he's pleasuring it's himself right now so yes, bad guys it is it is unbelievably horrible all right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. That, that was very descriptive. All right. So uh all right, we got one more top five list. We're all gonna go through. Oh wait. Two and a half hours in. Are we uh, that far? Holy I, shit. I, I don't know how we're gonna edit this, but I will tell you if this ends up in we planned on doing three top five lists each. <laughs> Jesus. I, we live and learn, DP. Yeah. We're still new at this. All right. Yeah, not even close. So but you know what, guys? Uh, we're deep into it, but this was fucking fun as shit. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I love it. Time, boys. The marathon episode. I love it. Yeah, it was I awesome. It, so. I love it. Uh, but but uh, uh, I think, uh, yeah, we all gave our top fives. I had a good time. I hope you guys did. Uh, uh, but I think that about wraps it up. Let's. Uh, D- DP, DP, CEO, what do you got? Yeah, DP, 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 very quickly drop social media one more time and then we're going to wrap. Okay. All right. Yeah. John, sounds like a plan to me. So, yeah, please uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Movie Council Pod. Uh, email us. We are Movie Council Pod at gmail.com. And if you're listening, especially on iTunes, please rate and review the podcast you give us five stars you write just like two words it uh really helps us out so yeah. please yeah give us a rate and a review and uh send us some feedback we'd love to hear from you yeah so- this says bur- this says burn in hell <laughs>
Oh, great footloose reference. All right. So uh, great stuff tonight, guys. We, we Let's call it. I'm not going to draw this out like I usually do, but <laughs> please come back. If you don't hate us after this week, please come back and uh, listen to us next week. We have the uh, the top 16 and Badness Madness. We might yes. do some other things as well. We'll, we'll get to that uh, next week, but please come back uh, for, for myself, DP, AJ, Marky, Great job tonight, guys. We're going to call it a night. We will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. Good night. My jumps. My jumps. I love it. Sorry. We're going to save a lot of these clips. Yeah. <laughs> For a courtroom. I love little children. The movie council is adjourned.